We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. Once again, for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. We are in part three of our adventure, uh, currently at level 12, and we will be taking on the Forgotten Foes Adventure League module within the Lost Tales of Myth Drenar. Uh, so, this is Micah Holmes uh, doing a little bit of a follow up with uh, Audax Fortis, our human metal fury crafter. And I have to say, this was a very intense mission that we were just on. Um, I have to say a big thank you to our skeletal friend for everything that he's been doing and helping me and the rest of the party stay alive. Um, Things that I kind of took away from from this session were that uh, when properly employed, Fury Enhanced Strike is amazing. Um... Coupling that with, you know, multiple weapon attacks and the potential, you know, the potential for three attacks dealing, you know, 2d6 plus up to 3d8 damage at level 8 is phenomenal. Um, as you can see, I was just a little bit off from taking down a major baddie in just a few swings. It can get... I'm not going to say it can get out of hand because it's really... The, the perfect set of circumstances have to fall into place to do it, but... Is a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I didn't really get to show off much of the Fury Crafter's abilities because there really wasn't a whole lot gained in that last session. Um, next time out, though, we're gonna get to, we we have the potential to see some really interesting things. Um, I'll be getting the ability to uh, uh, add on another elemental Fury ability and kind of use it as like a secondary power that I get a little, a few of the benefits from the other elements, but not the full benefit of. Um, I haven't decided which element I'm actually going to dip into yet. Um, also, I'll be able to, of course, utilize more powerful Fury Enhanced Strikes as I'll be getting into third level spells, you know, adding 4d8 potentially. Um, I believe that's all I get... Yep, that's that looks like the gist of it for next session, so I'm really looking forward to just more all-out damage and, you know, adding in some other special stuff that I might be able to do. We'll see what happens. Alright, well, this session went pretty well. I mean, there were lots of opportunities to heal. Um, honestly, not many of my features really came into play too much this time, just because a lot of them, you have to be really close, and Audax and Windbones were, like, 40 feet away from us most of the time, so there wasn't really too much I could do, just besides, you know, your regular cleric spells, uh, and those were really nice. Uh, I didn't get to use my karma points at all this time, again, because I wasn't close enough to, but otherwise, again, it, this class has been really balanced, and I really appreciate that a lot. It works really well as a healer. Uh, honestly, I don't get anything new at 12th level through 
I mean, besides your regular cleric divine intervention and a couple of other, you know, regular perks like the ability score improvement, I don't get anything from the balance domain at 12th, so I pretty much just get to keep the same and it'll be nice to be able to use uh, some of the abilities that I wasn't able to use this session. Hello everyone, this is Virgil with Matthias, the Dampier Sorcerer. Uh, that last session for level 8 was, that was nuts. Uh, as far as the character I'm playing goes, I thought that was a really good testament and test of the sorcerer and the ability to charm and maintain crowd control. Uh, holding those two Mezalos off for almost that entire, for the, the last big battle, holding those two Mezalos off from using spells and counterspelling and just keeping the big baddies uh, uh, away was so helpful to the team, I think. Uh, uh, the Vampiric Regeneration was very strong uh, for this character. Uh, I failed a number of the deck saves and took five points of damage, but I got four ten hit points at the start of every turn. So I honestly was only taking one point of damage for failing uh, and whatnot, and then having high constitution helps with uh, con- uh, concentration checks. Uh, that I had to do a lot. If anything, that is the one downside to the character I'm playing is so many concentration spells. So it's really hard to uh, really hard to plan out, and it almost seems like I'm not doing a whole lot. Like a lot of times, I say I'm just maintaining concentration on Crown of Madness, and while it doesn't seem very engaging, it's one of those I have to play up on the backside, and you know. I'm just maintaining this. I'm just maintaining this. Trying to keep uh, opponents away and keeping them distracted and busy. Uh, This... At level 12, I don't get anything new as far as my archetype or racial abilities. It pretty much stays the same. I get some more... uh, I'm going to get another thing of metamagic. Uh, My uh, temp hit points every turn go up uh, because my level goes up. Um... Yeah, just uh, with that. And then the other thing that I wasn't sure about, and it kind of depends on where your level is, uh, is your unarmored attacks, or unarmed strikes with extra attack. Uh, there were a couple times I was kind of debating whether to use a cantrip, which at this point I was doing 2d8, uh, or doing two unarmored, unarmed attacks, which each do a d6 plus 5. So it's one of those, do I take the 2d8 with a minimum of 2 and a max of 16, or do 2 unarmed strikes and do a minimum of 10, or a minimum of 12 points and a higher max, but then putting myself in front of everybody. So it was kind of a play on how am I going to make this work. Now that I go up uh, a level, or go up a tier basically, the cantrips bump up, so... Again, now I'm doing 3d8s and whatnot instead of, or 3d10s instead of 2d, and so I think that that's going to make a difference in damage output. Uh, other than that, I love this setup so far. It's really fun. I feel like I'm contributing a lot, uh, and with the group setup that we have with the different types, I feel it fits really well with this group and almost any group. I mean, it's nice to just have someone dedicated to crowd control or being able to like hold off the Mezalos and then fire a lightning bolt and take out a whole line of people. Uh, that was a really shine, I think a shining moment for this character. Uh, 
so yeah, I think the damn fear uh, vampire sorcerer is an awesome class so far. It's by no means uh, too strong for anything. I think it would fit well within uh, a group if you were doing strict uh, player's handbook or by the books adventure league style. I think this character concept would work very well and not oh not outshine other people or be ca- hidden under by other characters. Hey everyone, it's Brayden and I'm playing Moonbones, the Awakened Undead Sculptor. Uh, last week, Moonbones got a serious concussion as he was donked on the head about 50 times with different rocks. He served a little less in the area of using his protection fighting style, but he definitely uh, made a lot of use out of creating the impromptu battlements wall a number of times, sort of limiting uh, the enemy's movement forward towards his allies. Uh, my favourite features were definitely the uh, heavy armor master again, uh, that once again stopped me from being completely destroyed by ten dredges surrounding me. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the different sort of utility options or different kind of options that come from the various um, smites that I get from the Paladin Spellers, uh, adding on little sort of effects onto my shield bashes uh, really sort of creates a unique uh, attack style and I can sort of work around it to make sure the targets push back further or make sure the uh, target is lit up and kind of invisible. Um, I, as for the limitations, I think that a lot of the shield uh, sculpt abilities are sort of more useful with a in a sort of situation that is higher movement, as well as the build that I've gone with wasn't too effective against the Hydra, which is a huge creature, so I couldn't go and um, shove a huge creature being only medium myself. Um, that being said, though, when I did get a chance to run 20 feet towards someone, I think I sent that Arcanal off straight on his backside and managed to shove a bunch of other directions every now and then, which was awesome. Uh, the perk of having an additional point of armor class was huge, especially when it came to um, dropping my shield down into the wall and then trying to make a break for it with my friends just sort of stopped me from getting attacked as much. Uh, so far, the class definitely seems balanced and fits very well into the party. I, again, don't feel like it outshone anyone or out, um, was outshone. Um, the build that I've gone with itself is not really geared towards an attack based or high damage output uh, sort of class build where you'd definitely be able to make a sculptor with a high damage output with all the different other um, sculpt options. But for what it's um, designed to be, I think the shield sculpt subclass is an awesome one and uh, definitely lends itself well to assisting your allies. Uh, as for next, or as for this week, I am excited to get a chance to showcase the crushing bulwark, which is when I knock a creature prone with my charging bulwark, I can then smash them down as a bonus action with my melee weapon. So another sort of option for me to use my melee weapon um, on my turn. As well as harden focus, which means I can add my intelligence modifier to constitution saving throws made to maintain concentration of the spells. 
So meaning I'll be able to keep a lot more uh, things. I don't think it came too much into it this time, except for maintaining concentration over my smites. But next round, uh, next um, this game, when I gather a bit more power in my magic department, I'm excited to put that to use. And as well, I'm going to be able to get a healing spell that heals me. Yeah, <laughs> very well excited for that. Yeah. As Moonbones was an elf in a previous life, uh, you would have a little bit of personal stake in this one. Aldless Sadis, a Netherese wizard, was slain and imprisoned by the Grand Mage of Mithranar centuries ago. However, now it appears he lives again. Long ago, the elves of Mithranar promised that he would never again trouble the world, and they have very long memories. So, you would know that now that he has returned as a lich, you can only assume that this wizard will once again likely try to summon a demon of the most terrible kind to once again attack the Cormanther Forest and everybody around it. So this would be a little bit of a personal vendetta for you. We'll go ahead and get started. The directions you were given were clear enough, but your travel has been slowed by the terrain. Craters created by plummeting pieces of the Netherese city stud the landscape. Elven buildings are crushed and rubble from both cities is everywhere. Leaf-covered bones and the occasional rusted weapon, weapon give testament to the massacre that happened here only a few years ago. The area around you seems to twist the light and lengthen shadows in an almost unnatural way. The tang of a lightning strike fills your nose as a glowing rip in space occurs no more than a sword swing away. Then seconds later, it is gone. What would you guys like to do? you guys want to spark up any lights, or should we head in under the cover of complete darkness? Like I said, I, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've already got my goggles on, so I've got 60 feet of dark vision. I've so. got 90 feet. Anyone else have dark vision? Does everyone have dark vision then? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, do you think we need a light, or otherwise if it's dark, it might help conceal us, a light would... Light just gives away our position. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, anybody that's proficient in Arcana, go ahead and give me an Arcana check. Let me know if it's 15 or higher. 16. 16? Uh, Virgil, you can tell that uh, the weave has been disrupted and is further coming apart. That is what that rip in space was uh, that occurred, was something with the weave is really funky here. Interesting. Okay. Sorry, do we know by any chance how long this, uh, is it Aldous Sartis, the lich? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Aldous uh, Sartis, I believe, is the pronunciation they give me. Uh, no, no, it's Aldlas Sartis. Aldlas Sartis. We'll just call him Aldlas for short. Go ahead. Okay, do we know how long he has been a lich, or if this is a very recent occurrence? This is very recent, yes. Um, he, this would have been something that has just come, um, has just come to the notice of uh, the elves and everybody within Cormanther. Some of the other story hooks were uh, the first Lord of Hillsfar has learned through adventures searching the military outpost that Yugoloths have are claiming uh, and are in the employ of the long dead wizard. So this would be something that is happening very, very quickly. Okay. Because Moonbones is still searching. Well, he's unsure who exactly turned him into a skeleton. Ooh. Uh, he, he has memories of the... Oh, my character has memories of his sort of previous life. 
and serving in a few battles, but um, he's unsure who exactly turned him into a skeleton or killed him and then turned him into a skeleton. As you guys continue to kind of search the ruins, the shadows around you begin to swirl and coalesce into a floating central mass of darkness and sparking blue energy. Tentacles of darkness undulate outward, blindly grasping in your direction. I want us to go ahead and roll initiative. All right, anybody higher than 20? 20 to 15. 16. 19. And 14 to 10? 9 to 5? 5. <laughs> and Moonbones, what did you get? 4. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so uh, what you see in front of you is a swirling mass of darkness. Even though it's dark outside, this is darker than that surrounding darkness. And sparking blue energy is coming out of this as these tentacles whip around, almost as if the Arms of Hadar spell just had a bastard child with a lightning bolt is kind of what this looks like here in the middle. It is a large entity or a large area, so we will go ahead and get started. Let me know if you cast a spell because there is an additional effect that I need to roll for. Uh, don't meta that, though. Matthias, your turn. Okay, I guess I'm going to... A resident spellcaster. Uh, I'm going to cast Chill Touch. All right, go ahead, and um, I need to roll a d6. All right, go ahead and roll the effect as per normal, but you also take a wild magic surge. Uh, that's a 13 to hit. Let's see here. Yes, 13 will definitely hit. Okay. Someone's going to be turned into a ghost in a second. Yeah. Or, or my personal favorite, the Beard of Feathers. <laughs> uh, that is nine points of necrotic damage. Alright. Uh, and go ahead and roll me percentile dice. Alright. 48. A unicorn controlled by the DM appears in a space within five feet of you and then disappears one minute later. So, Virgil, you now have a wonderful magical unicorn. That I'm is, yes, it is controlled by me, so I will roll to see what all happens. I'm so happy about that. Uh, also, because Chill Touch, it cannot regain HP until the end of my turn. And if it is undead, it has disadvantage on uh, attack rolls. Okay. You're a vampire with a unicorn? Yeah, I'm a vampire with a unicorn right now. I, uh, that's some pretty messed up Twilight crap going on. And it is actually uh, going to go next. We enter, enters initiative at count 18, and I believe I'd actually roll to 16, correct? Yes. All right, so the magical unicorn is going to... He's part of our clouder now. Yes. <laughs> For a minute. Uh, it is going to go ahead and... Or it might just impale you. Yeah, uh, it has to detect good and evil first to uh, determine what all is going on here. Oh no, I'm an undead creature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm nice, I'm nice. Yes, it senses, uh, for the duration, you know, if the celestial, elemental, fiend, fey, fiend, or undead is within 30 feet of you, so it... Uh, has determined what all is going on, and that was its action. Okay, we will go ahead and move on to Audax. First question. Yes. Um, so my fury-based abilities 
all have you know mechanics and function as spells, mm-hmm. are we going to count that as spell casting, even though I'm just channeling the power of my furies instead of using like actual magic? If it requires a spell slot to be expended, then I will count it as magic. So if it's an effect, no, but if it requires a spell slot, then yes. But only if it targets that creature. I am going to cast Contra Barrage. Okay. So basically just channeling the, 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 the Metal Furies around me. I grab my non-magical hand axe and I just chuck it in the general direction of the, the this writhing mass of tentacles. And it is a 60-foot cone. Okay. Where would you be standing in relation to the unicorn and everybody else? I probably would have, you know, seen, seeing this thing cropping up in front of us, I would have kind of gotten off to the side in order to do this so as to not accidentally catch any of my allies in this wave of vicious hand axes being rain down. Okay, and as this is not a targeted spell, I am not going to roll for the crazy magical whatnot, since it specifically says in here, when the magical disturbance is targeted by a spell. So, go ahead, uh, what is your DC? So, it is a DC 15. Alright, and with that negative 3, it is at a 9, so go ahead and roll the damage. So, he will take... 17 points of slashing damage. Not too shabby. Alright, we move on to Nala. Alright. Uh, I want to cast Dawn on it. This would be a... Well, the book says, The light of dawn shines down on a location you specify within range. Until the spell ends, a 30-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder of bright light glimmers there. This light is sunlight. When the cylinder appears, each creature in it must make a constitution saving throw. And then if it fails, it takes radiant damage. If it succeeds, it only takes half. Okay. As, uh, once again, this isn't a targeted spell. No effect is going to happen. And that is a constitution saving throw of 12. All right. That fails. So 40, 10, 9... So that's 26 radiant damage. Goodness gracious, that doubles the amount of damage it had already. Okay, uh, we move on then to Moonbones. Okay, is this uh, column of radiance a constant thing? Yes, it's concentration. Okay, so as I long will. as you're not within, like I can move it on my turn as well, but right now I just have it centered on it, so it's 30 feet. Okay, I will uh, throw a javelin at it. Alright, go ahead and make your attack roll. Oh, 19 plus 8. Yes, that, that will definitely hit. That is going to be 7 points of damage. Alright, we then... I may as well throw another one, sorry. Yes, go ahead. I forgot I had three dice. <laughs> Uh, 25 from hit. Yes. That is another 7 points of damage. Alright. We then move on to it. It is going to go ahead and slowly inch its way forward. I believe when it's the start of a turn it takes damage or at the end of its turn, Hope. It makes a saving throw whenever it ends its turn. Okay, ends its turn. So it goes ahead and it moves um, 20 feet. Uh, so it almost gets out of there, but not quite. 
Uh, it isn't exactly the quickest moving creature, and it would still be a little ways uh, out of your reach, I'm assuming, because uh, you guys are outside of that 30-foot radius, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that is where it ends its turn, advancing towards you all. We then move uh, on... It has to make this... Yes, the saving throw, thank you. That's a 3 plus 3, so that fails. So does it take more damage this turn, then? Yes, it does. It's 46 or 42, whatever it is. That's 16. Wow, not too shabby. Okay, Matthias, it is your turn. Well, being... Would I have known, then, that I summoned a unicorn when I attacked that thing? Um, possibly... Because nobody else has cast a spell, and it happened as you cast a spell. She cast a spell. Oh, that's true. So, and so did he. Would you? Would your in character have inferred that? I don't know. If you want to do a D and D and roll an intelligence check, go ahead. No. Nope. You had no idea what did it. Okay then. Uh, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost on it. Okay. That's a twenty to hit. All right, yes, that will hit, and you will take another wild magic surge. All right. 55. Your hair falls out, but grows back within 24 hours. Oh, that's crap. (laughs) You are now a bald vampire. No. (laughs) Okay, that is 13 points of cold damage. Okay. And speed is reduced by 10. All right, as that cold energy hits... It just kind of dissipates over the surface of it and disappears. We move on then to Audax. Oh no! Excuse me, the unicorn. Let's say, what about what about our, our mono-horned friend? Yes, our single-horned friend is going to go ahead. Has anybody taken no? Nobody's taken damage yet. I'm about to. All right. Yes. He is going to go ahead and... What the hell? He is going to charge and attack. So, uh, no, it would not, because it would not willingly go in there to hurt itself. So it will... It's going to go ahead, I guess, and cast Entangle on the creature. Because it does not have any ranged attacks or any spells that would affect it. So, it casts Entangle, and the Magical Disturbance fails the saving throw. The entire area is uh, difficult terrain, and it must succeed in a strength saving throw or be restrained. So the creature is currently restrained. Yay. We then move on to Audax. Alright, so I probably don't want to get too close to this thing yet. Thankfully, because I have uh, tapped a bit into the, the the power of the wind furies around me, uh, we're, we're going to do some, some catapult. Okay. Go ahead and uh, deck save on that one. Deck save on that one. That is a nine once again with that negative three. And casting, uh, so it's going to be 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Not bad. That is almost enough to destroy one of the four tentacles writhing on this creature. We then move on to Nala. Um, I'm probably just going to continue concentrating on keeping Dom up. Okay. So do I do anything yep. with that? Are you going to move it, or are you going to... Um, is Moonbones, are you still back with us? I am, yes. Yeah, then I'll use... It's a bonus action to move it, so I'll move it so I can send it on the plan again. Okay. It is centered once again. 
Uh, and does it say anything in the spell effect about attacking with it on your turn, or is it just kind of like Moonbeam where it just follows you around? Just like Moonbeam? It's basically like Moonbeam, is how I read it. Yeah, okay. it only says that must make the save at the end of its turn. Yep. We will go ahead then and move on to Moonbones. Okay, I'm going to run about maybe 10 foot in front of us. How far away is this magical disturbance from us? Uh, well, it would be at least 30 feet away from you guys, unless one of you would be uh, encircled in that magic right now. So we can go ahead and say 30 feet, and the magical zone is right at the edge of where you guys are standing. Okay, I will stay where I am. Um, I am going to ready a, a series of attacks. Actually, I'm just ready a shove. I'll attempt to shove the magical disturbance if it comes near me. <laughs> okay. We will go ahead then and move... Oh, go ahead. Wait, I should say, uh, as a bonus action beforehand, I will uh, use my battle sculpt to shape my shield, but using my magic artist, I will choose the shield to be made of complete radiant, so that it only deals radiant damage. That is awesome. A glowing light then shines out from that shield that you sculpt. We then uh, move on to the magical disturbance. The Magical Disturbance is going to repeat its saving throw in an attempt to break free as an action. Isn't that the... Oh, sorry, never mind. Yep. And it fails once again, so its speed is zero, and it has absolutely zero that it can do, so it just kind of sits there. But <laughs> it has to make a save. save. Yep. Uh, it's rolled. It failed the con save as well. Wow. Uh, so it takes more damage. That's, That's cool. impressive. Okay, I need to work on math skills, so that's 34. 34, all right. One of the tentacles breaks off of the magical disturbance and disappears back into the ether, breaking down into random magical sparks as it disappears. Matthias, it is your turn. Since nobody is within 20 feet of it, I'm going to cast Synaptic Static. Uh... It is a, a psychic energy explosion. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point of my choice must make an intelligence saving throw. A creature with an intelligence score of two or lower is unaffected. It is unaffected. Ooh. All right. Uh, unicorn. Magical unicorn still can't do anything. <laughs> so it just kind of stands there. All right, so it's just going to kind of hang out because nobody's taking damage and absolutely nothing has happened. So, Audax, it is your turn. How big is this thing? This thing is large. That's all I needed to know. Um, Crumbs, take it. Uh, I'm just going to catapult again. Only we're going to do this one at... We're going to do this one at third level. All right. Oh, my goodness. That might just pass. Uh, 19 minus 3, so that is... Uh, 16. Pooh butter. It is just able to writhe its tentacles enough to reshape itself as whatever you were firing at it passes straight through. Oh, wait, no, uh, it is restrained. So let's see here. It has advantage on dexterity saves. 13 minus 3 is 10. It impacts. Twenty points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Okay. We move on then to Nala. 
Quick question. Yes. Are you picking that up? There's a slight siren. Nope, it doesn't appear to be picking up on here. Excellent. Just wanted to make sure. Yep. All right. Go ahead, uh, Nala. Oh. Well, it hasn't moved. And I haven't moved, so I'll just continue concentrating and keeping that spell up. All right. Um, Moonbones. All right, I will cast as an action. I will cast Bless on my three hours, and I will walk up to the unicorn and say in Elvish, may I ride you into battle? <laughs> <laughs> it communicates uh, telepathically with you. Um, I don't know. One of the undead is not always welcome in my presence. Go ahead and roll me a charisma check. Uh, persuasion or whatever. What was that? Okay. My charisma's negative one, but I have a plus three to persuasion. Oh, a one. <laughs> a one. No, undead filth shall never ride upon my back. It takes slight offense at it, in fact. We move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> we move on to the magical disturbance. Uh, let's see here. It's once again... Fails. Oh, wait, no. Um, that passes, believe it or not. It has a plus three to strength, so it breaks free of the entanglement. Um, however, I believe that is an action. Let's see. Yep, it uses its action to break free, so it broke free, and then it moves 20 feet forward. So it is within 10 feet of all of you now. Um, and that is where it ends its turn. And it fails. Uh, 16, does that pass the con save? Uh, 16? Yes. Yeah, my, the DC is 16. Okay, so it passed the con save as so it well. it takes half damage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Thank you. Oh, oh, that was a great roll, too. Uh, half of 29. <laughs> so, what was it? 14? Yep, it would be round down, so. All right. Well, one of the other arms, tentacles, is looking like it is about ready to disperse into the ether as well. Uh, let's see. We move on to Matthias. Okay. I'm getting incredibly annoyed. Especially now that you're bald. Yeah. You're flowing vampire locks. I'll do it. I'm going to cast Switchbolt. All right. And that's a targeted spell, correct? Yep. All right. Oh... As you go to cast the magical energy toward it, the lightning crackles at your fingertips and it seems to backlash up your arm. Give me a wild magic surge. 87. 87. You cast fly on a random creature within 60 feet of you. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six creatures. Roll a d6 and we will go ahead and start numbering with Micah. Three. So one, two, three. Virgil, hey. you are now flying in the air. Awesome. Okay, does my Witch Bolt work, though? No, your Witch Bolt, the magic backlashed up you, and that amount of static was so much that it actually picked you up off the ground. And if you had had hair, it would have been standing on it. All the hair that <laughs> fell off of you is now floating around you straight up in strands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that's a bit disturbing. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. The unicorn has no idea what's going on right now. And as such... It doesn't it, even know why it's here. Yeah, it, it chooses instead at this point. This is just too crazy. It, it removes itself from combat and shifts away. Wait, no, will you be part of our clouding? <laughs> it, it is gone. No. After the undead guy, hey, you tried to 
an undead tried to ride this creature, and then a vampire's hair fell out and is now standing up on end all over while he's floating in the air, and you're attacking a magical ball of tentacles. It just, it, it's had enough. It WTF'd out. So, we move on to Onyx. Um, I think we're gonna do a little bit more safety work, and we're, we're gonna catapult again at, uh, Second level this time. All right, and that was a seven. Fifteen points of bludgeoning damage. Not too shabby. Oh, that tentacle is nearly dispersed at this point. The magical energies around it are starting to unravel. Nala, it is your turn. Um, I'll do sacred flame. So I need a dex save. Ooh, that is a eleven. Uh, no. So it's going to take. Or, actually, sorry, I forgot my uh, potent spellcasting allows me to add my spellcasting modifier to cantrips. So that will actually be 18 points of radiant damage. Not bad. All right. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting. I, I roll these high rolls, and I'm like, wait, there's a negative three on that. Does that, so, that targets? Oh, Sacred Flame does, even though it's a... Yes, it does, even though it is a saving throw. That is a targeted spell. All right, let me roll the d6. And the reason I know that is because I'm, I, I'm a fan of that spell myself. Yes, no, very much so. I, I believe you mentioned that you love uh, faith-based characters, and that's a, a one that is almost unanimous does throughout. Work that way, catapult it flings a rock in a direction, and if it happens to hit okay. something, okay, yeah, it's a line-based type spell. All right, well, kind of because it, it stops when it hits a particular target, as opposed to like a range. Okay. Uh, I need a wild magic roll, so please roll me percentile dice. Hope seventy-six. You glow with a bright light in a 30-foot radius for the next minute. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of you is blinded until the end of your next turn. But I didn't cast Dawn on myself. Why am I glowing? (laughs) I just had a question for you, Virgil. You are sensitive to sunlight, correct? Dawn is a sunlight spell. But that was only in 30 feet, and he wasn't with it. But with looking at that place... Oh, sure, that's right. Yeah, I would have disadvantage on attacks, that's all. Okay, so we will go ahead and just make but that assumption. For I me. haven't been making them, and the ones that I have yep. caused me to fly, so it wouldn't... Very true. Okay, we will start working under that assumption now. Uh, let's see, Moonbones, it is your turn. All right, I will rush over to the side of my friends. Is there still a uh, radius of this Dawn spell in front of me? There is. No, Dawn ended. Dawn, yeah. okay. okay. I'm just glowing now. Okay. Excellent. Okay, I will rush. Do I have a straight path to this magical disturbance? Yes, you do. It is ten feet in front of where kind of your party area was. So if you were a few feet further behind that, I'll let you decide where. Okay, I will run some twenty feet away from it, then run straight at it. All right. Make a shield attack. That is going to be an eighteen to hit. Yes, that very much hits. Okay, I will make a. I'll use my charging bulwark ability, so I need him to make a strength saving throw. That was a 12. Alright, fails. Uh, he takes 9 points of radiant damage, and if he can be, he is not prone. Unfortunately, since this magical disturbance kind of floats in the air, it is unable. However, as you charge it with your glowing shield, you impact one of the tentacles square on, and it just splits into a thousand tiny particles of magic as it disperses. There are now two tentacles left. 
but they all, but all a thousand of them make an unarmed attack against you. <laughs> yes, yes, you are now surrounded. They have flanking. I'll make a second attack. All right. And only a thirteen to hit. Yes, that will still hit. Excellent. Oh, uh, only five points of radiant damage on them. Still not too shabby. Uh, now that you are within five feet of it. Let's see here. Corrosive form, a creature that touches um, the, in this case, pudding. It uses the stats of black pudding. Um, a creature that touches the pudding or hits it with a melee attack within five feet of it takes four, parentheses, 1d8 acid damage. Any non-magical weapon made of metal or wood that hits the pudding corrodes. After dealing damage, the weapon takes a permanent and cumulative negative one penalty to damage rolls. And if the penalty drops to negative five, the weapon is destroyed. Non-magical ammunition made of metal or wood that hits the pudding is destroyed after dealing damage. The pudding can eat through two inches of non-magical wood or metal in one round. So, uh, since your shield is magical, I don't think we have to worry about that then. You take eight points of acid damage. Right, and I need to make two uh, concentration checks yes. to maintain less uh, with my new ability, which is, let's see... Uh, hard and focus, I get to add my intelligence modifier to my concentration check, so I have a plus nine to concentrate. I, I succeed. Yeah. Alright. We then move on to, let's see, the creature itself. Now that you're within five feet of it, it lashes out with both tentacles. Yes, very <laughs> Cthulhu-esque. Okay, ouch. Uh, I cannot roll for anything today. That is an 11 and a 13. So neither will hit. We then move on to Matthias. If I were to make an unarmed attack against it, would it burn through my hands then? Yes, you would take damage. And I would get permanent damages to my hand? No, it would just hurt your hands. You would just take acid damage from punching it. Alright, so the Dawn spell is gone though? Yes. Okay, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, but are you within five feet of me? I won't be for long. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use Quicken Spell to cast Mirror Image on myself. And then I'm going to fly in and just attack uh, the tentacle thingies. Okay. So first attack. That is a 25 to hit. Yes. And that does 1d6 plus 5. That is eight points of slashing damage, and my attacks do count as magical for overcoming resistance. All right. And you take three points of acid damage for that one. Okay. Second attack. That is 20 to hit. Yes. And that does seven points of damage. All right. You fly in with your claws all out, and you attack dealing a significant amount of damage to this creature, considering that you are unarmed. Uh, you took three points of damage from the first, and ouch, four points of damage from the second hit. Alright. We then move on to Audax. Uh, I think... Okay, keep this up forever. <laughs> Alright, let's go! So I'm going to, uh, barrel into it myself with, uh, my, my big pointy sword. Alright. And uh, first attack. I, I don't suppose a 14 will hit it. Yes, it will. <laughs> Alright, and uh, it's gonna be 2d6. And that is going to be 15 points of slashing damage. Alright. 
Um, second attack? Yeah. Eight, nine, ten. Nineteen to hit? Yes. And we're going to Fury Enhance Strike It. Oh, oh. Reroll those. And reroll that. That's going to be nine. Fourteen points of slashing damage. Plus two. Sixteen points of we're gonna call it thunder damage from the wind. Very nice. Alright, uh that between those two attacks, that was more than enough to bring it below bloodied. Um that was a significant amount of damage. And what were the two re-rolls that you did? Uh so I rolled a double one on my first uh damage from my greatsword, and then uh so I rerolled that to a two and a three, and so the I was able to reroll the two with my great weapon fighting to roll it into a six. That is awesome. All right, uh, Nala, it is your turn. And I'm still glowing. Yes, you are still glowing. I believe it says for one minute. Oh wow! Let me see here. For the next minute, yes. Wow, I go for a long time. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll probably just try casting Sacred Flame again. So I need a Dex save. All right. And on the D6. Because I wouldn't have known. I would have thought that maybe I was just doing something weird with my spell and accidentally put Dawn on myself. But So I just continue casting spells. As that happened with Matthias, you go to cast your sacred flame upon this creature and your hand glows even more than it currently is as you coalesce this flame. However, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter and it almost blinds your eyes. I need a wild magic surge as the energy just completely comes out of control. 77. 77. You, as this magic is glowing brighter and brighter and brighter, all of a sudden you feel your body start to shift and change. I need a saving throw from you. Let's see. And a nipple. Yes. This will be a fun one. Let me see um, what type of saving throw it is, and then I will totally redo that. So go ahead and roll it and let me know what it is. Just a regular saving throw? No modifier? Yeah, just want, uh, yeah, I'll give you the modifier in just two seconds. Um, or give you the, which one it is. Wisdom save. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, that's 14. What's your saving throw? 14. I know, but what is your spellcasting saving throw, personally? Is it a 16? 16. Yeah. Since, oh, oh, yes, oh. as the sacred flame's energy runs up your arm, you all of a sudden feel your bones start to shift and pop, and wool pops out of your skin, and you are polymorphed yourself into a sheep. <laughs> this isn't my animal, a sheep. <laughs> you are now a sheep for all intents and purposes. <laughs> all right, we move on uh, to Moonbones. I will <laughs> run up to Nala if I accept the attack opportunity if the creature would like to do that. Yes, it will. Two of them. Neither will even come close to hitting you. My highest was a 10. All right. Uh, I actually don't think I have anything that can help you, so uh, I will it- use my action to slam down my wall in front of her so she can't be targeted by the... Um, Creature. If you want, I'll go ahead and let you roll an intelligence check to see if you know um, how to break the effects of Polymorph. Okay. Uh, that's a 19. All right, a 19. Yes, you would know that 
The form that she is currently occupied, if it is brought down to zero hit points, she will transform back into her normal self. Oh, I will make a rushing shield bash against the guy. Okay, go ahead, make your attack. No, no! Yeah, she has the stats of a sheep, so go ahead and uh, roll the damage on that one. No. I only got a 10 to hit. Oh, a 10. Um, if a sheep has an AC higher of 10, I'm going to be very impressed. Yeah. If, I, if I miss a sheep. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to even find the stats. I'm going to go ahead and use the stats for a goat. Uh, yes, exactly. Wait, do I bond now instead of meow? Yes, yes. you would. You are you, you are a sheep. You are literally a sheep. Yes. You don't even know you you, you don't even know that you're a sheep. The AC is exactly ten, God. and I'm oh, assuming your modifier is higher you're, than a four, correct? The sheep does, is not intelligent. But so I wouldn't even know that I don't have paws, I just have boos. You would never even know. know. You wouldn't you wouldn't have any idea that you were anything. You aren't you anymore, you're a sheep. Oh my gosh. Yes, the so, metaphysical ramifications of this. Yes, uh, AC, uh, 10 AC does hit, so go ahead and uh, roll uh, for damage. I rolled the lowest I possibly could, which is good. So there's only five points of radiant damage. And that is one point more than you needed. Hope, you are no longer a sheep. <laughs> you are turned back into your original form. Hi, Moonbones. <laughs> you just feel like, what are you doing here? Wait, am I still glowing? Hi. Oh, good question. Yes, you were the golden sheep, the golden fleece, and now you are back to your true form. But oh, you would be blinded. Okay. Um, you know, I like the idea better that you weren't glowing anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Moonbones, uh, when you turned into a sheep, you quit glowing. Moonbones broke you out of that sheep form, but you are not glowing anymore. So do I even know that he just killed me? You would. You would know what happened to you, I think, but. Um, I don't think you would have taken it as a, oh my god, he's going to kill me kind of a thing. I think you would know what kind You'd of... You'd be like, oh, hey, Moonboats. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on to the uh, magical disturbance, unless anything is a bonus action, Moonboats. Um, how much movement did I spend to get that? I'm going to say, because you had to move 20 feet to do your charge, so I'll say 25 or 30 feet. Okay, I will just begin my way back then. Alright, you take five feet back towards the battlefield. Uh, the magical disturbance is, now that it has two targets, going to make one attack against um, each of you, so against Matthias, that is a 19. Oh, that that hits. Well, let me see. Indeed, it hits one of my mirror images. Okay, and it disappears uh, in a bubbling acid pool. Well, it would disappear into whatever, but the acid would rip away at it. And against you, Oddax, uh, that is only a 13. Yay! <laughs> You're safe! <laughs> Alright. Uh, Nala, it is your turn. There. Oh, excuse me. Wait, uh, wrong, wrong word. Matthias, it is your turn. Alrighty, I'm going to attack. Okay. Hushka. First attack, that is a 13 to hit. 13 will hit. Okay. And second attack, that is a 20 to hit. Yes. You will take a combined total of seven points of acid damage. I can over that. Alrighty, so the first attack did nine points of slashing damage. Second right. attack did also nine points of slashing damage. 
Alright. And remember, they're, they are considered magical. Yep. For overcoming resistance. Yep, not a problem. Alright, uh, Audax, it is your turn. We're just gonna keep uh, doing what I do best. Okay, and roll these different, uh, roll these separately as you might take out yet another tentacle. That's good. Uh, 25 to hit? Yes, very much so. And we're just going to, uh, first level Fury Enhanced Strike. And we're going to Savage Attacker reroll that. Alright. And can't do any further with that, so that's going to be 7, 12 points of slashing damage, plus 11, 12, 13, 14 points of thunder damage. Yes, another tentacle disappears into the ether. So we're going to use our uh, Great Weapon Master bonus action to attack. Alright. That is a, another 25 to hit. Yes. And we're going to do a second level Fury uh, Enhanced Strike. I'm going to keep that. For 11, 16 points of slashing damage, plus 14 points of force damage. Alright. And our extra attack attack. Goodness gracious. Is, uh, I was actually hitting harder. Uh, that's actually a uh, 26 to hit. Yes. And we're just going to go ham. We're going to use up my last third level spell slot on a uh, Fury Enhanced Strike. Alright. And we're going to do our Savage Attacker and Great Weapon. So that's 15 points of slashing damage plus 16, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 points of force damage. Goodness gracious. That is almost enough to... It, it is It is almost dissipated entirely. It is down to a single tentacle that is writhing out of this mass of magical energy. Nala, it is your turn. Well, at this point I obviously know there's something going on with my magic, so I'm just going to switch over to my short bow and use silver arrows. That is a nine. That will hit. Don't forget, we are also under the, the, the effects of bless. Correct, yes, so you can add a d4 to your attack rolls. Alright, cool. It'll still hit, but... Yeah. Okay. Oh. That is seven points of damage. Alright. Anything as a bonus action? Nope. Okay. We move on then to Moonbones. Alright, Moonbones, we'll pick up the scraps and rush forward towards the creature. Uh, brandishing his shield and he will make two attacks against it. Alright, and you do have 25 feet of movement there if you wanted to do your charge thing. Uh... I will not. Alright. Uh, my first attack is a 3 plus 8, 11. Yes, that will hit. That is 7 points of radiant damage. And my second attack is a 13 to hit. Yes, that will hit. Oh, and that is 14 points of radiant damage. And you will take 12 points of acid damage from that. Uh, Micah, I don't believe I gave you damage for any of those three attacks, did I? No, and you didn't give me any damage the previous time either. Okay. I will go ahead and just give him for this time because I rolled all maximum on that one. So, well, almost all maximum. So that is um, 23 points of acid damage. We move on to the magical. Oh, Moonbones, anything as a bonus action? Uh, no, but I succeeded on my two right, concentration checks. Awesome. All right, the magical disturbance in a last ditch effort is going to try to take out. I'm going to roll to see which of you three. Moonbones, you haven't been hit yet. It goes after you. Oh, shit. 
and that was a five plus seven, so that will definitely not hit. <laughs> Matthias. Roar. All right, I'm attacking. That's a 20 to hit. Yes. And a... 15 to hit. Yes, both will hit. Okay, first attempt strike, uh, 10 points. And the second attack is 11 points. All right, you take eight points of acid damage from those attacks, and this magical disturbance disappears in a implosion of magic as it completely disappears. Cool. All right. Um, Now that the magical disturbance has been dealt with, um, you guys can take a break if you want or search the area or kind of whatever you would like to do. How's everyone looking? Um, I'm feeling fine enough, although uh, a bit winded. (laughs) I'm doing perfectly fine. I'm I'm at Kaza. All right, um... Onyx, I'll just use a quick healer's kit on you. Yay! So that's eight points. Still doing okay? I am up to 85. They have one more for good measure. Seven points. I am up to 92 out of 100. I am at 92%. (laughs) That is awesome. Good. I will pick up some of this hair off the ground and... Uh, sort of push it onto Matthias' head and cast Lesser Restoration. <laughs> you, your valiant effort, unfortunately, is not enough to to bring his hair back. However, in an almost miraculous um, rate of growth, you can already see like 5 o'clock shadow starting on his head as it is already beginning to come back. Question: Since I targeted him with lesser restoration, do I have to roll for wild magic? <laughs> now that the magical disturbance is gone, no. But go just, just roll it just to see what would happen. Okay. Uh, Forty. Forty. You would re- you would have regained two d ten health points. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see here. Um. All right, as you guys are. Searching the area, you find, smashed by a piece of falling rock, a large statue now lies in pieces. Go ahead and give me an investigation check, everybody. Nine. Eighteen. Eighteen? Twenty-one. All right. You guys are able to tell that there is uh, the statue marked a secret entrance uh, to get within... um, this complex where you are searching for. So it appears that it would have at one point been locked, however, it no longer is. But you guys are easily able to spot that. You find the prison tomb of Oddless Sadis. General features of the area, the rooms are dark, but for what light, uh, except for the light that the characters bring with them, uh, but all of you have dark vision, so that shouldn't be an issue. The doors throughout the complex are made of stone and are generally locked. As I said, they are um, heavier stone doors. And the area uh, appears to be warded almost. As you pass through it, anybody with spellcasting abilities can tell that, that spells that would allow you to escape easily will not work within here. So, wide marble stairs descend into the ground. 
The unlit hall is made of the same plain white stone and ends in large double doors in easy throw away that depict three angry fiendish creatures being drawn into a spiral of magical energy. Go ahead and uh, anybody that's proficient, give me a survival check. I'm not proficient, but I got a decent bonus for it. If nobody's proficient, I'll go ahead and let you do uh, check anyway. Wisdom. That's a 13. All right. That's an 18. Okay. You know that a path between the doors and the stairs, um, that there there is a path where the dust has been disturbed, suggesting that there's regular traffic that comes through this. What are the doors made of? Stone. The lock is there a definite keyhole key here? Or? What was that? Is there a definite sort of a key sort of hole to that I could attempt to pick with my hand? Yes, um, and in, on initial inspection, it does look to be fairly complex. Not not undoable, but it looks like this is a very well-made lock. Mm. Who is the most de- dexterous in the group? Virgil has a zero. I have a two. Hope has a two. Mike has a one. I will go ahead, and uh, if somebody wants to assist you by holding a light or something, um, you can have advantage on the roll. Yeah, I'll help. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Actually, would I be able to use it, considering I only have one hand? Do you still have the spare? Yeah, <laughs> that is true. You do You do have a spare hand. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that Hope is uh, standing there with a... Uh, lantern. Uh, virtually, you have a lantern, don't you? The the l- lantern of revealing. There you yes. go. Yeah, uh, you're kind of shining that um, to allow you to see the lock a little bit better. So I'll let you go ahead and uh, do, do that check with advantage. Tor- I do have torches in my backpack. Oh, a natural twenty. Okay. Yeah, you you right as you insert your finger uh, into the lock, you just kind of see right where you need to press and just. You trip the lock very easily, and uh, you can tell that the doors can now be easily pushed open. Excellent. Does anybody want uh, to do a history check on the figures on the door, those ang- this, those fiendish creatures or anything? That is a natural 20 for a 24 history. Holy cow. Okay, yeah. You actually have this exact same painting above your bed at home. Um, so you know that the... This, uh, you recognize the trio nefarious, the Yuglas that were summoned by Aldlas Sadis to plague Mithdranar as he searched for the Nether Scrolls. So these would be like a trio of, of terrible fiends that were summoned by Aldlas. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew that. <laughs> it was trivia night at the bar at the pub one day, and those questions happened to be raised, yes. All right. So, would you guys like to open the doors and go in, or what would you like to do? Well, it's either go forward or go back, and, uh... They totally screw up the whole podcast. Yeah, we're going home. <laughs> so, just put my shoulder into the door and give it a heave. All right. This room is crafted of the same white stone as the hallway behind. The walls are covered in boss relief of a great battle. Three large statues dominate the room, equally spread across the center, and there is another set of doors to your left. What are the statues of? Let's see here. The statues um, that dominate these rooms are of elven women, each made of white marble. The statue furthest to the west is an elven woman in a voluptuous gown, her face in her hands as she weeps. The middle statue wears a sleeveless gown with a fishtail hem so that her legs are visible. 
Her arms are stiff with her hands clutched into fists at her side and her mouth is open in a scream of anguish. The statue in the east is of an elven woman in plate cast in silver with a large sapphire shaped like a crescent moon embedded in the chest. Her helm is missing. Her resigned, stolid expression is clear. Now the statue that's weeping, is it actually weeping like the last time we had a weeping statue? Go ahead and um, give me, let's see here. No, it's a weeping elf, not a weeping angel. Oh yeah, um, who was the first character that entered the room? Uh, me, probably. Okay, Audax, as you enter the room, you immediately, your attention is drawn to the statue of the weeping woman as you hear her crying and you see tears flowing oh, freely no. down the statue's arms and face. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, I'm so scared. Okay. All right. Do I have, do I have to say that um, statue with the crescent moon, uh, Sapphire? Uh, yes, as soon as you enter, you can um, take a look at the statue. Okay. Um, since I follow the moon maiden, is there any depiction of that? Uh, is she sort of connected to Saluya in some way? Yeah, let me check real quick. They're switching between two different um, pages here. So um, let's see. Go ahead and give me an intelligence check, uh, history or arcana if you have it, to see if you kind of recognize this. Uh, only a 10. Okay. You're pretty sure that these statues are depicting different emotions. This last statue, you believe, is kind of a stolid stand against the Yugloths is, is what you kind of believe it is supposed to be. So would you just be kind of inspecting it? Or are you going to go up and touch the sapphire, try and pry it? Or are you going to, you know, inspect anything? What would you like to do? Uh, I will definitely just look from a distance and stay close to my allies with my shield at the ready. All right. Well, anything else you guys would like to do? There's a set of double doors um, clear to the east. My first reaction when I see a crying statue is... Wondering if there is a watercraft or a, a, a watercrafter nearby, which of course I would know there isn't, but that's just kind of brain thought. Well, she's sad. We should help her. All right. So, what would you guys like to do? Uh, there was dust on the floor in the first. Is there a dust like a path in this room as well? Um, it doesn't specifically say, but I'm going to say yeah. It appears as if the dust um, goes through this room and into the next. Does it look like a specific trail every single time, or is it just kind of... A little bit. Um, because of this placement of these statues in the middle of the room and the doors to the east, they just kind of go in front of the statues and okay. towards the door. Nothing super specific, though. No weird hopping or blank areas. I'll just go walk over to the other door. Okay. You walk over to the other door, and as you get within about ten feet of the eastern doors... An ear-piercing scream emanates from the statue, and I need, let's see, anybody within 15 feet of the um, eastern doors, I need a constitution saving throw. 15 feet of the door? Yes. Oh, poor, poor Audax. All right. Uh, Virgil, were you, would you be? I'd still be at the first double doors. Okay. Brayden, would you be within 15 feet of the doors right behind him, or would you kind of hang back a little bit? I would definitely do it. They might only roll 11. All right. 
Um, both of you then suffer 23 points of thunder damage and are pushed 10 feet towards the doors on the northern wall. So you're blasted back 10 feet. You said 23 points? Correct. And who would have been the last creature to enter the room? Or would one of you still be kind of standing in the hallway by the double doors there? I would have been in the room. Same. We would have been in the room, but... Okay, who would have been the last one to enter the room? Probably me. All right, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. 17. As you entered that door, um, you saw... All, or you felt all of a sudden your body start to clench up and heave a little bit, and you take third, uh, 18 points of necrotic damage. 18 points of necrotic? Correct. Damn fear, or damn fear are resistant to necrotic, so there you go. nine points. Go ahead, and now that a couple of different effects have happened, I'm going to go ahead and say let's keep the regular initiative roll, um, and we will go ahead and start with the effect... Um, I'm going to say you entered the room just as Audax triggered the other spell. So kind of all of that happened at the exact same time. So, Matthias, what would you like to do? You would have just entered the room, so you are obviously five feet um, from those doorways going back out, and you are 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, about 30 feet away from the other set of double doors to the east. You just watched your friends get blasted back. Um, 10 feet from the doors uh, just as some sort of terrible spell racked your body with almost sickness. Since I didn't see what it was, I would just walk in the room a little bit uh, and check on my allies and then just basically take the dodge action, I guess, just keeping an eye on the situation since I didn't know what happened. Okay. Audax, what would you like to do? You just got blasted 10 feet back from those doors. Pull out my sword and just... Be on watch, looking for anything to crush. Okay, Nala, it is your turn. Um, I probably would have started moving towards Audax, seeing that, you know, you got hurt by some mysterious force, and I don't want to get separated from you guys again like last time, because I, I want to be able to be there to help you in case we get separated again. So I probably just would have moved towards him. Okay, uh, let's see. Moonbones, what would you like to do? I am going to cast the great spell, uh, Aura of Vitality, and that is an action, and as a bonus action, I can heal a creature within 30 feet of me. Uh, this is concentration for a minute, so I can heal myself then for 2d6 hit points, which I will do. Alright. Uh, 10 hit points back. Okay. We then move back to... Initiative count 20. So, Virgil, once again, I need a constitution saving throw. That one. That one. You take... Yes, once again, the slow clap. You take 36 points of necrotic damage as this horrible feeling just begins to rack your body. Almost as if you have come down with some sort of terrible plague. Necrotic back damage? on to Matthias. It is your turn. Um, and that was necrotic damage? Yes. Okay. Um, uh... The room is, obviously, there is no light source. Um, passive perception checks. Um, anybody higher than a 15 is easily able to notice a faint glow coming from the doors in the east wall, suggesting that there's light on the other side. Um, there are boss relief carvings of, on all the walls. 
Um, the doors to the east are very uh, obviously locked. Even when you guys approached, you could tell that. And there are the three statues um, standing in the middle of the room. So the east doors are locked? Yes, the east doors are locked. Like with a key, or is it... Yes, like a, just like the other doors were that you entered. Uh, I guess I'm going to look and see if there's a key or something in this room. All right, go ahead and give me a perception check. Shit, that's a nine. You do not notice a key, no. Okay, that's... All right, Audax, it is your turn. Mm. Well, I know that last time I walked towards the door, I got knocked on my patootie. <laughs> so I'm not having any more of that. Um, I'm going to kind of shy away from the statues, skirting the walls, looking for anything that might give me a clue as to how to deal with this nonsense. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me an arcana check. A two. Um, you can add your intelligence modifier. Um, That's a two. A two. Oh, okay. Um, no. So I, um, I get no plus two intelligence. Magic, man. Magic. I don't like this magic stuff. Nala, it is your turn. Goodness. Um. So, Otis, all you've had is thunder. The thunder damage, right? Yeah. Are you still doing okay, or? Define okay. So you're da- you're you're not good. Um, fair to Midland. You dead yet? <laughs> no offense, uh, Braden. <laughs> None taken. <laughs> Junior, are you dead, man? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um. We put it this way. All that worse. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just trying to decide which healing thingy I want to do. There's so many. Um. Because everyone else has just had necrotic damage, right? Uh, Brayden had a little bit of thunder damage as well, but not very much. Uh, but that one doesn't work on him. Okay, I'm just gonna use a healer's kit on you again. So, here's some band-aids. That is eight. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? Um. Yeah, I'll use a bonus action to heal you a little bit more. There they are. And that is seven points of healing. And that's it for now. Alright, Moonbones, what would you like to do? Thank you, little cat person. I will look around and does it appear that the effects are coming from anywhere in particular or are they just sort of emanating out of thin air? Um, all the effects that have happened seem to have been coming when, whenever an effect happens in the room the statues do something. So the weeping statue immediately began weeping upon um, you guys entering the room and then the screaming statue, the one in the middle, when you approached the doors, an ear-piercing scream emanated from the statue as you were blasted away from the doors. The third statue has yet to do anything yet. Okay, well, that's enough for me. I'm going to charge the screaming statue and attempt to smash it. All right, go ahead and give me an attack roll. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. 16, uh, yes, that will hit. Awesome. Uh, that would be 13 points of radiant damage. 
Okay, you begin to chip away at it, but it does not yet um, break apart. Mm-hmm. Would you I like to slam it again? All right, hit it again. That's <laughs> uh, a twelve to hit. A twelve, yes. Uh, another thirteen points of radiant damage. All right, yes, it is now beginning to show very large cracks on it, but it is still yet in one piece. Uh, is Matthias within thirty feet of me? I believe he would be. Yeah. Okay, I will heal you as a bonus action. Alright. Eight points of healing. Wonderful, thank you. Alright, we now return to initiative count 20. Virgil, I need another constitution saving throw as your guts feel like they're melting inside of you. 23. 23, you this time only take 18 points of necrotic damage. But still, this is the worst case of Taco Bell you have ever had in your life. <laughs> All right, on to Matthias. Did any of the statues glow when I started to feel like crap? Uh, no. Or do something? Mm, let's see here. No, nothing seems to be um, really causing this effect that you can see. The third statue isn't doing anything. The first statue is still continuing to weep. Um, and the middle statue seems to only react whenever somebody approaches those doors. Uh, I'm going to assist uh, Moonbones in destroying the statue. Okay, go ahead and attack roll or whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, I'll do an attack roll. That's a 17 to hit. Yep. And the second attack is a 13 to hit. Yep, both attacks will hit. Okay, that's... 11 points and 8 points. Alright, that is just enough so that the middle statue crumbles into pieces and piles around it, or around you, as you finally break it down to nothing. Alright, anything else you would like to do? Uh, that's gonna be my turn. Alright, Odax, it is your turn. Well, seeing my friends going about destroying statues, uh, I might give it a go. Is there any chance I could just push one of them over? Uh, you can give it a try. Go ahead, um, and which one would you go for? The weeping one or the one in armor? Probably the weeping one, because it was the one that was closest to me when I got smacked. Okay, yep. Go ahead and give me a strength check. You can add athletics. 19. 19. Uh, you push and you push and you push and you push and you feel like you're going to poop your pants, but it does not fall over. It's heavy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what would you, anything else you would like to do? Um, I think that's all I can do right now. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't really have much on the way of spells available to me, even if I could cast them. Alright, Nala, it is your turn. Uh, Matthias, are you looking like you're going to go down? No, not for a while. Okay. Uh, I'll stick with you, Audax, for now, and I'll use my karma points to heal you for 17, and then do 17 to the statue that he tried to knock over. Okay, awesome. Yeah, the statue definitely takes that damage. Uh, you see as, um... You heal him, that same glowing radiant light seems to appear in some of the small cracks and fissures within the natural parts of the statue, and it it glows and almost starts to shift just a little bit. Uh, Moonbones, it is your turn. Um, has anyone tried walking towards that door now that the thunder, is, or the thunder statue is gone? No, no nobody yeah. has. 
Okay, I will walk over towards that door. All right, you're easily able to get up to the front door. Uh, or the side door, this, technically. This wouldn't be the one with the light glowing through it, right? Uh, yes, these are the double doors uh, to the east. Uh, there's light glowing through them. Okay. Uh, I will shield bash them open, I suppose. All right, go ahead and give me a strength check. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen is not quite enough. You slam your shield against them, but they are sturdy enough to not quite break. Though you do feel the entire door frame shudder, so you were fairly close on that. Okay, and anyone behind me, who has the lowest hit points right now? Probably Virgil. Probably, yeah, Matthias, definitely. All right, another seven points of healing for you. Cool, thank you. All right. Um, anything else you'd like to do, Moonbones? That's all. All right, back to initiative count 20. Virgil, I need another constitution saving throw as your guts once again feel like they're melting. Nine. You take 36 points of necrotic damage again as you keel over in pain. 18 is what would be half. Yeah. And we are on to your turn. Alrighty. Uh, I'm gonna attack the weeping one. Okay. That's a uh, 14 to hit. Yes. Uh, no, excuse me. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and edit out um, your guys that were under 17 on uh, the middle statue, but the AC is actually 17. They only mentioned it once in a completely different section. Okay, and then that one wouldn't hit them. Okay, neither of those are able to quite make an impact on the stone statue. You do feel that it has something to do with probably the magical energies surrounding them. Uh, as a bonus, uh, yeah, as a bonus action, I'm gonna quicken spell. Okay. And cast firebolt. And that's a twenty-seven to hit. Very much, yes. That is 28 points of fire damage. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah, that is more than enough. As you shoot the still slightly glowing statue, um, after Nala released that radiant energy within it, uh, you see the, the tears steam as it crumbles into small bits and pieces. We then move on to Audax. I'm going to go see if I can't help the shield bash the door. All right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, now that I'm going to go ahead and say that this is all kind of happening at the exact same time, so um, roll with advantage on the strength check. <laughs> nope. Wow. Even with advantage, no, that was not quite long and uh, high enough. You you think the large shield kind of you guys trying to get in the same five foot zone of these doors, just not quite able to. Uh, anything is a bonus action on X? I have no bonus actions. All right, Nala, it is your turn. Ask, do you look like I can leave you and go help Matthews now? I look like you can leave me and go help anyone. Okay, so I'm going to run over to you, Ma well, yeah, I'm going to run over to you, Matthews, and I'm going to try to heal you and use life transference. So you gain 42 points oh, of healing. Oh, crap. Goodness gracious. Well, I didn't need that much. Thank you, though. And I take 21. Don't kill yourself. I won't. I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm honestly not down that far. You're cheating a lot, and you look like I'm resistant to necrotic. And actually, I've keep I forgot to do the half damage on the ones that I've saved on. Um, so I've actually been taking more damage than I should have. Well, you. Well, I like appreciate the crap. sentiment. I love killing you, even if it's in your mistake. <laughs> you yeah. look awful, so I'm gonna heal you. <laughs> yeah, you still look pretty. Yeah, yeah, you, you do definitely look awful. Between taking the necrotic damage and your hair is just starting to grow back and everything else, I mean, yeah, you do look pretty bad. All right, uh, Moonbones, it is your turn. I will let you repeat the um, check if you would like to with advantage since Oddax is helping. All right. That is a 19. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you guys. You were one point off, but I'm, I like helping. So you are able to burst through these doors and uh, you can see yet another set of double doors just on the other side. However, these, uh, it, it appears to be a kind of a little foyer kind of a deal, so just a little five-foot space in between. Uh, the inside doors do not appear to be locked. There is light glowing on the other side. Con- considering that we've already made enough noise to metaphorically and quite literally probably wake the dead, um, I'm just going to give this door the boot. Okay. Um, the doors fly open, and uh, I'll go ahead and read this description real quick. Flickering firelight lets you see that three of the walls of this long room are covered with books, each individually chained in place on its shelf. A hearth is on the western wall, and two long reading tables run down the long axis of this carpeted room. As you arrive, you see one Nycoloth and four Mesoloths are in the library examining books. They immediately turn to attack. Oh, excuse me. Uh, five Mesoloths, because we're running this as a strong party. So go ahead and everybody re-roll initiative. All right, so the initiative order will go Nala, Moonbells, Matthias, the enemies, and Audax. So, Nala, you are in the other room. You hear the shout of warning from your allies. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say you are 20 feet from the uh, next room, um, the the long hallway. So you cannot, you do not have line of sight of the enemies from where you are standing. Okay. Um, if I run away from Matthews, will I, the statue have an opportunity of attack on me? Uh, no, the statue is not moved. So it hasn't. Okay. Yeah, then I'm just gonna make a run for it and run towards uh, Audax and Moonbones. Yes, you run into the other room. Uh, you can get up to 10 feet into the room. I'm just gonna stay next to Audax. I'm not going in front of him. Okay, you're standing right next to Audax, right as you entered that room. Anything you would like to do as an action bonus? Um, so now that I can see them, yeah, I'm gonna try doing inflict wounds on the closest one that I can see. Uh, there would be two Mesolaws up front. Um, oh, shoot, never mind. That's a touch. Oh, never touch mind. range? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Nope, um, no problem. I'll go ahead and just say this for the listeners at home. So this is a very long hallway. It is 60 feet long by 25 feet wide. And uh, I'm going to say within 20 feet of the doors are two Mesoloths near one of the first tables. The Nykoloth is in the middle of the room. And there are three other Mesoloths um, in the southern part of the room, about 40 feet from where you guys are standing at the doors. All right. Um, I'll cast Sacred Flame on him then. So I need a deck save. On the closest one? Yes. All right. And that is a 10. All right. So he fails. 
21 points of radiant damage. And as a bonus action, I'm going to do Shield of Faith on you, Matthias. Just because I'm, I'm worried about you. Oh, I'm fine. I'm not going to get anywhere close to one. I know, but I... I honestly would probably be better on one of those. Okay, two. then yeah, I'll do it on you, Audax. So you get plus two to AC for 10 minutes. All right. Moonbones, it is now your turn. You are, uh, you were about 10 feet away from the opening of this room. Okay, and the closest enemy is, can I make them 20 feet away if I, like, step back? Um, the closest enemy would actually be 40 feet away from where you are currently standing. Okay, I will move 20 feet into the room, and I will, I'll ready an attack if one of them comes uh, within range, and then as my bonus action, I will heal myself. Okay. Eight points of healing. All right, and I believe um, I've been trying to keep track of the number of rounds um, since you cast that spell. How long does it last? One minute? Yeah, it's been six rounds, like another four. Yep. All right, that's kind of what I was thinking, just wanted to make sure. Okay, Matthias, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to run up, and I can see into the room and all that. Yes, uh, yeah, you're easily able to run because you were in the back, correct? Mm -hmm. So you were 20 feet back, so you run up 20 feet, and you can see um, about 20 feet in front of you are two Mesolaws. About 40 feet away from you is a Nykoloth, and about another 20 feet past that are the other two Mesoloths. Okay. Or the other three Mesoloths. Okay, then I'm going to, in the center of that, cast Synaptic Static. That should hit all of them. 5, 10, 15, 20, 5, 10, 15, 20, yep, I'll go ahead and say technically that last one, maybe not, but I'll go ahead and give it to you. Okay. They need to make an intelligence saving throw. Ooh, that's one you don't get very often. And I have two different ones here, so let me see. Um, so that's, uh, well, what's your saving throw? It'll be quick. 17. 17. Actually, one will pass, but only one. And I'm going to go ahead and say that that was the furthest one back. Okay, they, all of them except take 26 points of psychic damage. Ouch. The one in the back takes half, so uh, 13. Okay. Um, those that failed, uh, for one minute their thoughts are muddled, and they have to roll a d6 and subtract that number from all attack rolls and ability checks, as well as its constitution saving throws to maintain concentration. Ouch. They can make saving throws at the end of their turns. That is a very terrible spell, but I like it. All right, uh, we are then on all on to all of the enemies. The uh, Nykoloth is going to go ahead and use his 60 feet of fly speed to kind of launch himself into the air, and he will land right in front of you, Moonbones, so you will get to make that attack as he will swing down at you with his great axe. So go ahead and I'll let you make your attack first, and then you will go. Um, I believe everybody's ma weapons are considered magical now, correct? Okay, I've been writing it down as such, just wanted to make sure. Oh shoot, Virgil, I need to reroll all those saving throws. They have advantage. One more made it, so the Nykoloth is, is uh, only gets 13. Okay, go ahead, Moonbones, whenever you're ready. I got a 16 to hit. 16 will not quite pierce the armor of the Nykoloth, no. The Great Axe swings down at you, uh, and he does not have the minus um, whatever. So the lowest of those was a 
20. The other one was a 23. So both will hit, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Uh, I need my d12s. You take... Ooh, ouch. Um, you take... Let's see here. Ah, math is hard. Uh, 21 points of damage from the one attack, and 23 points of damage from the second attack. And are these attacks considered magical? They are, yes. Okay. All the attacks, uh, all the melee attacks made from the demons in here are considered magical. All right, we move on to all of the Mesoloths. I'm going to go ahead and say um, all five of them are going to cast... uh, Well, no, I'm going to go ahead and say that three of them are going to cast Cloud Kill, centered uh, so that they're able to get kind of all of you in that general zone. So I'm going to need saving throws. I'm going to counterspell one of them. Okay. So I will then need two saving throws from you guys. Um, uh, DC 11, Constitution. Yes. I want to try using my, my Karmic Relay. This is a reaction that... So since they're making me do a saving throw, I make them have to take it instead of me. And if they fail, they get the effect of it. Ooh, I like that. Uh, can you do that since it's an area effect? <sighs> Well, I, don't, I don't know if it's specified or not. Okay, go ahead and check that for me. Um, anybody uh, saving throw uh, constitution less than 11? Okay. I'm clear. Okay. It doesn't specify. It doesn't specify, so I'll go ahead and let it happen. Actually, uh, they don't need to because they are immune to the poison effect. 22 points of poison damage, half on a save. And then the area that you guys are currently standing in is um, uh, considered heavily obscured, I believe. Yes, heavily obscured. Okay, Um, and then the other two Mesolas that are left, one of them is going to cast Dispel Magic on Audax, getting rid of Shield of Faith. And then the other one is going to cast the Darkness Spell, centered right on you guys. So uh, you guys are all plunged into magical darkness. All right, uh, Nala, it is, uh, excuse me, Audax, it is your turn. Um, so, uh, I mean, this is going to be a lot harder to hit these things, since Correct. I can't actually see. But there's nothing else I can do about it, so uh, I'm just going to... Swing it where I think one of them might have been. Okay, uh, so you're going to kind of charge forward in the direction that you're thinking? Yep. All right, uh, go ahead and give me... Uh, go ahead and just give me a regular acrobatics check as there is a table in between you and the two Mesolots. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Uh, you kind of stumble as you get to the edge of that darkness and hit that table. But um, I'll say you are able to get on top of it and attack, but you will have disadvantage. 17 to hit? 17. Or sorry, 18 to hit. 18, yes, that is exactly what you need to hit the first one. And that's going to be 15 points of slashing damage. Alright. And second attack is going to be an 18 to hit. 18 again will hit. And we're going to Savage Attacker. And I get to reroll that one. <laughs> <laughs> 10 points of slashing. Alright. 
The first Mezaloth is looking like it is about ready to return to the plane of hell which it crawled out of. Gross, take it, I hate these slides. They both they have to yep. make concentration with a d6 minus on both saves. Thank you. I totally spaced the d6, and I'm going to go ahead and... Those two did cloud kill that made it through. The third one did cloud kill that was countered. Um, the other one was dispel, and the last one was darkness. So let me mark these on my handy-dandy little sheet so I remember which one. <laughs> uh, nat one. So it doesn't matter. Uh, the effect is completely dissipated on one of those cloud kills. So now there is just a single one around you guys. Nala, we are then on to you. Okay. Um, Moonbones, I'm going to go over to and cast Death Ward. So Thank you. that lasts for eight hours. Um, I, I like the paradox of that death ward since he's undead. Yeah. And then, Alex and Matthews, how are you looking? I'm alright. Okay. Then that will be it for now. Okay. We move on to Moonbones. Alright, as my bonus action first off, I'm going to heal myself. I rolled two concentration checks and I made them for those two damage um, I took before. Alright, I'm going to heal eight points of damage. Back up to 50 HP, exactly at half. Uh, I will attack the one who attacked me previously. Okay, the large Nykaloth in front of you? Yes. Alright. Uh, that is only going to be a 14 to hit. Not quite enough, no. He is able to get his great axe in the way of that, that shove, or that shield bash. And then the second one was a 11 to hit. Yes, once again, with that heavily obscured fog there, it's just very difficult to to see through uh, to make solid contact. Matthias. Okay, I'm going to uh, try and run out of the darkness. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to twin spell a firebolt. Uh, actually, actually, I want to twin spell uh, chill touch. Uh, at the Mesoloth that cast uh, the other Cloud Kill in the darkness. I want to try and hit both of them. Okay, and um, first off, um, I need uh, from you, Audax, I forgot, I need Cloud Kill saving throw. Um, one of them for you. Because you started your turn. No, two of them uh, for me because you started your turn in both effects before you ended it. Uh, DC on those was 11. I failed both of them. Okay. Uh, you take them. Or, um, 16, ouch, uh, 30 points of con, da- of con from the one, or poison from the one, and then 10, 15, um, plus 9 is 27 points from the other one. Okay, and Virgil for you. Uh, Moonbones, you're immune to poison, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about it then? Yeah, I rolled a 21 on mine. On, uh, the one? Okay. So then you would take, um half of this, so that's 22, so half of that would be 11 points of poison. And then I'd probably have to start making the checks now, too, then, right? So yes, you would need to. I okay. forgot about um, yours as well. And this is con? Yes. Alright, that is 16. Okay. Um, and that would have only been one as well, so that's 10, uh, 20, um, 16 is uh, 36, so half of that is 18 points of poison damage. Okay, sorry about that, Moonbones. No problem. All right, was there anything else you would like to do then? 
You have the two uh, shoves that did not hit. Yeah, that'll be it, I guess. Okay, we move on to Matthias then. Uh, so you are still in the cloud area, or were you going to try and move out? Oh yeah, because yeah, that was the check was, that you yeah, just Yeah, it made. was my turn. Yeah, gotcha. so I yeah. moved out of the darkness and then make twin spell on the one that's doing the cloud kill. Okay. And the one doing darkness. Okay, uh, go ahead and make your attack rolls. Uh, the fur one's not going to hit. Uh, the darkness one won't hit. The cloud kill was a 20 to hit. Okay, yes, that will hit. And what spell is it? Uh, chill touch. Okay. So that is 17 points of necrotic damage. Okay. And they cannot regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Awesome, awesome. And concentration check on that, minus the d6. Uh, let's see. Yes, they drop concentration, because that would have only been an 8 then, uh, with that minus d6. And the other one? Uh, the other oh, one the other one hit. didn't hit. Yeah. That's right. So uh, the cloud kill is, the second set of cloud kill is now dissipated. Uh, back to the Mesoloths then. Um, they, uh, did they repeat their saving throw? At the end of their turn, yes. Okay. Um, I didn't do that last round, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. And, you know, we're not going to worry about it because I already did the effect this round. So, get on the game, Bob. All right. The Nykoloth is going to swing his great axe down at you twice again on axe. Can they see in magical darkness? Yes, they can. They have blind sight out to 60 feet. Okay. Ooh, yes. Both, uh, well, maybe, uh, 17? Uh, I, yeah, that's gonna hit. Okay, both attacks then hit you. Oh, wow. 27 points of damage from the first. I'm probably gonna be down. 14 points of damage from the second. I'm down. Okay, one unconscious person lies at the feet of the Nykoloth. The five Mesoloths. The first one is engaged currently with... Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry, uh, Micah. The Nykoloth was engaged with Moonbones. You were engaged with a Mesoloth, so please uh, ignore that damage. Um, let me roll those against you, Moonbones. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, that's a nat one for one, and I only rolled a six, so that's 17 for the other attack. Neither of those will hit, correct? Correct. All right, now on to the Mesoloth. The, one of them is going to attack you, Moonbones, and he has the minus D6. That's a three minus two, so that will not hit. And that's a three minus four. So uh, I, I don't know what that means, if it gently caresses you or what, but um, <laughs> that one totally misses. Um, the other four... That stuff is our just... Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, let's see. The other four, Cloud Kill has been used by two of them. So, darkness is a concentration is still up, you can't do it. So the one Nykoloth, or the one Mesoloth that cast Dispel Magic last round, cast Cloud Kill, centered on all of you yet again. Counterspell. Okay, Counterspell, that one is gone then. Um, the one with darkness is just going to maintain concentration. And the other one that used... Okay, they're just going to charge then. So, one, two, three... Four of them are all going to advance on you guys. They are able to get up to you. I'm going to say uh, one joins the Nykoloth on Moonbones. Uh, two of them join um, the one on Audax, and one of them goes after the Sorcerer. Moonbones, uh, neither of those will hit. Highest was an 18, and you have your shield currently. Audax, uh... Both of those will hit. Lowest was an 18. You take 9 and 7 points of damage. 
And then uh, the other one, neither of those will get you. Uh, highest was a 13. And then Virgil. Both of those will get you, the lowest of which was a 23. You will take from that. I'm just going to use average values on these um, 9 and 7. Okay. Okay, we then move on to Audax. Um, I, really the only thing I can do is uh, get to hacking. Okay, you attack again. I'm a little bit unhappy with the way things are going, so uh, we're going to utilize the Great Weapon Master ability to take a minus 5 penalty on attack rolls to add 10 damage, potentially if he's hit. Awesome. <laughs> 12 will not hit. No, it will not. But a crit will hit. Yes, it will. Roll that damage, but I'm pretty sure it's going to end very badly. Okay, so... Um, we are going to utilize our uh, Savage Attacker ability to re-roll all of that. And then we are going to utilize Great Weapon Master to re-roll that one. So that's going to be... 14 plus 5 is 19 plus 10 is 29 points of slashing damage to the Mesoloth in front of me. Alright, that Mesoloth is split in twain as uh, you swing through to your next target. And then Great Weapon Fighting lets me take yet another attack if I crit or reduce an opponent's health to zero. And you did both. Uh, that's going to be 12 plus 9... Yes. Is 21 minus 5 is 16. 16, no, that is not quite enough as it narrowly dodges out of the way of that swing, seeing its friend nearly, uh, seeing its friend decapitated in front of it. All right, anything bonus actions or anything like that? Nope, that's all I got. All right. That, that is a bonus action. Oh, okay, gotcha. Nala, it is your turn. <laughs> Right, so how's everyone looking now? Because you didn't take that down, so you're still, you're still out. <laughs> I'm just like, after that swing, I'm just leaning on my sword, just... <sighs> that's, what, that's what made it so powerful, is he didn't have the... He just kind of went full body into it. So like it looks like you're probably going to go down if you take another hit, or...? Probably. Okay. He's currently got two Mesoloths on him, so two more of those little demons that he just slayed are attacking him. But you are completely in the magical darkness. So you would need to escape the darkness in order to get line of sight of him. Alright, I will definitely do that then. Okay, you run out 20 feet and you are at the edge of that darkness. Okay, I will... I, actually, I can easily just see you now, so I will cast heal. You now have 70 health points. Holy! 7 zero? Yeah. Six oh, level spell, wow. baby! <laughs> Six level! Oh my goodness. So are you leaning on your sword now, or are you good? <laughs> I, I, I can manage for a while. <laughs> Alright. I then, thought I just heard you for a second. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And then as a bonus action, I will cast Mass Healing Words so that way uh, Matthias, Audex, and I will get six points of healing. Alright. And then, on a side note, did we decide last time if I can use healer kits on Moon Bones? Yes. Again, okay. I just wanted to make sure, because I had it written down, but I was like, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, there's no real precedence for it in the game, but I'm going to go ahead and allow it. And then, 
Yeah, and then Moonbones, how are you looking since I didn't hear? Uh, I'm at half health at 50 HP, but I should okay. be okay. Well, so, I'm out yeah. of things. I'm out of things now. I just wanted to know for next time. And just so you know, um, you can only expend, I didn't catch it earlier, but you can only expend one use of it as a time as an action. So if you try to heal, you know, a larger value than what a single thing is, it takes a separate action for each one. Okay, we then move on to Moonbones. Alright, seeing Odax decapitate this uh, Mezzaloth, I will draw inspiration and begin slamming my shield into the Nycaloth in front of me. Alright. <laughs> the first one's an 11 hit. No, not quite enough. No, it hits, but does not deal damage. And the second is an 18 to hit. Exactly what you needed. Thank gosh. Alright, uh, that is 13 points of radiant damage. Ouch. He did not enjoy that. As my bonus action, I will attempt to shove him. Alright. Um, he rolled a 10. Ah, 15. He is knocked prone. Okay, with a thud, he lands on the ground, shaking the dirt and dust from everything around him. Alright. And my. That was the last round of my spell, so I no longer have that healing up. Oh, okay, yes, thank you very much. I was off one round in my tracking. So, okay, Matthias. There's a Mesoloth in front of me, isn't there? Yes, there's a Mesoloth that just smacks you in the face with a trident. Then I'm gonna smack him in the face with my hands. <laughs> Backhand him. Not today. Uh, that's a... Uh, 17 to hit? Yes, uh, no, excuse me, 17 is just one short. Okay, second attack. That's 21 to hit. Yes, that will do it. And that is 11 points of slashy damage. All right, and I, and I assign that one as the one that has the darkness spell up. And that was a 2 on the concentration check, so I'm not even going to roll the negative 6. Darkness is now gone. There are no current spell effects in the area. All right, uh, on then to the enemies. The Mesoloths are going to go ahead. The one that had darkness just dispelled is going to cast Cloud Kill. Oh, I need everybody once again saves. How many times can it do that? Each one can do it once a day. And this was the only one that hadn't done it yet. So everybody can I'm going to counterspell it. Oh, Virgil counterspelled. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Not dealing with this. All right. Not today. We will then honorarily start with you, Virgil. You take a trident and a claw to the face. Oh, that was a nat 20 on the um, claw, uh, on the trident, and a 17 on the tr claw. Does both hit? I have well, an AC of 10. An AC of 10. Okay. 12 points of piercing damage from that, and then 9 points from the claw. The two Mesoloths on... Odax, one will hit, one will not on the first, and one will hit and one will not on the second. So you take one claw and one trident. Um, so that is a combined total of 16 points of damage from that. And then the last Mesoloth is going to attack Moonbones. Oh, 21 on both. Will that hit? Okay, you take uh, nine points of magical damage from the trident, or from the claw, and seven points from the trident. And then the Nycoloth is going to expend half of his movement to stand up again. And he is going to Great Axe you twice. That is, uh, both of those will hit the lowest as a 23. And you take from that, uh, let's see, 20 points of damage from one attack, 
Ow, I rolled like crap on that one. And uh, 12 points of damage from the second one. I have two HP. <laughs> no! I like it. Alright, uh, Odax, it is your turn. Alright. Um. <clears throat> how many, uh, 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 dude bro men's are in front of me? Between me and Moonbones. There are two Mesoloths um, currently engaged with you that would get an opportunity attack. I'm going to say um, Matthias was back far enough that you wouldn't have to worry about that Mesoloth. And then engaged with Moonbones, there's a Nikoloth and a Mesoloth. I'm going to say that you could probably, using your full movement, um, circle around and shift enough that you wouldn't take uh, any worry from them. Are the Mesoloths large? They are not. They are medium. Excellent. Um... I am going to cast Gust on one of the Mesoloths okay. to get it out of my to, to get a little bit further out of my way so it won't get that attack on me. Alright. Uh, that was a good strength save though. Um, or what is the DC? Fifteen. Okay, yeah, that was a twenty. Alright, either way, I'm I'm going to make the effort to interject myself between Moonbones and the Nikoloth. Both attack, one with a ten and the other one with a fourteen. Neither will hit. Alright. And then you just interpose yourself right there? Yep. All right. Nala, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going over to Moonbones then. All right, you would take one opportunity attack. I'll do it. All right. Oh, no, you can't. They use a reaction to attack um, Hotex, so you're good. Moonbones, here's some Band-Aids. That is eight (laughs) points of health. He's He's looking more and more like a mummy each time. His mommy was a mummy. You take my jaw back to the side of the <laughs> yeah. Yes. Medical tape. It's a wonder. Alright. That's all I got for now. Okay, we are then on to you, Moonbones. Uh, I will... I am going to cast Aura Vitality again and use my bonus action after that to heal myself for 2d6. Okay. So that's another 5 HP back. Alright. And then I will stand beside Odax and just look worryingly. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Hope, how long does Death Ward last? Eight hours. Oh, okay, yeah. No worry about tracking rounds in for that one. Um, Okay, we then, not that I'm saying that might happen this round or anything. Um, Matthias, it is your turn. Alrighty. Uh, I am going to, as a bonus action, use my flexible casting to turn the last of my sorcery points into a fifth level spell slot. Ooh. Can you do them that high? Up to fifth level. That's okay, that's, that's what I wasn't sure of. Awesome. And then I'm going to slap the Mezzalot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> using right. My great arcane power within me. Slap, slap, yeah, slap. Yeah, it's a distraction. Like, I have the power. Ha! Slap. Oh, careful how you say that. I mean, you've got Skeletor over here. Indeed. Uh, 15 doesn't hit. 15, no, does not hit. And a 20. A 20, yes. That is 8 points of slappy damage. Of slappy damage, okay. Uh, it did not enjoy that, but it is still standing. Uh, but it is almost bloody. Pretty close. Yay. Alright, it's the bloody nose from being slapped. We are then on to all of the enemies. I'm going to go ahead and uh, roll odds or evens for which one will attack. Um, uh, odds that will attack 
Oh, wait, no, Hope is there now. I forgot. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to roll a d6. Um, Micah, you are 1, 2, Hope 3, 4, uh, Moonbones 5, 6, to see which one will attack which. The Nycloth will still attack Moonbones with one attack. The second one will go to Micah, and then the Mesoloth will attack Micah, and the other one will attack Moonbones. Hope you totally got away with all of that. All right, so one attack from each of them. Moonbones, I'm going to roll yours first. Believe it or not, he totally missed with the Great Axe against you. That was only an 18. And the Mesoloth will miss you with a 9. So then Micah, that might miss. What's that? Oh, yes, disadvantage. Thank you. Um, So that was a 12 um, with Great Axe against you, Micah. That misses. The Mesoloth. That one misses as well, with only a 13. Wow, that is, that is awesome. However, comma, the two Mesoloths that were that were attacking you um, might get come up behind, and I'm going to go ahead and say that both of them are going to attack Hope, because I haven't attacked her yet. Uh, that is a uh, 24 and an 18 for the first, and then a... That one won't hit, because that was a nat 1, and then a 19 plus 7. Yeah. So you take three hits then. Um, so... Uh, let's see, 18 plus 7, so that is 25 points of damage to you, Nala. And then the one is going to retaliate. Actually, you know what? I am a terrible, terrible per- person, and uh, the one Mesoloth is going to cast Dispel Magic on the Death Ward that you cast on Moonbones. <laughs> Alright, Onyx. What level is that? What level is Oh, yes. Ward? Fourth level, I actually have to roll for this one. Awesome. That was a nat 20. <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> oh, goodness. Counter spell. Yes. Okay. Okay, uh, we then move on to Hodak. <laughs> the glare I am getting, I, I'm hiding behind my DM screen. Okay. Uh, so, the, 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 uh, the Mesoloth, I'm not too fond of him being there right now. You know what? We're just we're just gonna keep keep riding this this high risk high reward train, and we're going to awesome. uh, yeah we're gonna take that minus five plus ten. Uh, the first attack would be a fifteen plus nine is twenty four minus five is nineteen to hit. Yes, that will hit. Which one, Nycloth or Mesoloth? Mesoloth. Okay. And he will take. Um, 27 points of slashing damage. Holy cow. Uh, second attack. Sad Panda. Oh, not quite enough, no. No, that's going to be a 9. Yes, okay. Uh, that was nearly enough to split that Mesolos exoskeleton into nothing but mush, um, but not quite enough. Next hit will probably kill it. Uh, okay, uh, Nala, it is your turn. Moonbones, here's some band-aids. <laughs> Ooh, ten points! Hey, there you go. Um, how are you two looking, Alex and Matthews? I can I I can take some more hits to help keep our uh, comrade up and fighting. And Virgil's in the middle of a slap fight. <laughs> Stop it! It's because you're a vampire noble, aren't you? Isn't that your yeah. background as noble? Yeah. Yeah. I like I like to think your your waistcoat is getting a little bit fruffled from all the slapping with this demon. You shall pay for your insolence. <laughs> I can use a bonus action spell with the healer's kit, right? 
Yes, you can. Okay. I'm not doing okay <laughs> very much, so I'm going to... Yeah, give... keep yourself up. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to a lower percentile, so... It's not like you get nine free deaths or anything there, Hope. <laughs> I know, but still, it's... <laughs> I'm teasing All you. nine lives are precious. I'm teasing All right, you. so us three get six points of healing. Okay. You, you should probably, you know... Those three. Uh, Moonbones can't get this back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How much did you say again? Six. Yes. Sweet. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, or uh, excuse me, Moonbones. It is your turn. All right. I'm going to try and overpower the Nightwolf in front of me. I'm going to shove him. All right. Oh, that one for the Nightwolf. All Yay. right. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that is awesome. <laughs> He's just like, Ugh. Technically, with a nat one, the modifier counts, but because I rolled the nat one, I don't care. You knock him on his winged butt as he falls to the ground. And then for my second attack, I will slam him on the ground. All right. You have advantage. <clears throat> that is a 19 to hit. Yes, that does. He takes 12 points of radiant damage. Goodness gracious. And then for my bonus action, I will heal Nala for 7 points of healing. No, heal yourself. No. No, heal yourself. Can I, can I, like... No, you cannot force the healing onto him. Uh, (laughs) Or onto him, yeah. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Matthias, it is your turn. How is the Nykeloth looking? Oh, he's fine. I mean, he, he may have a couple of superficial scratches, but he's oh. still doing great. Okay, I'm going to Crown of Madness. Ooh, okay. What's the saving throw on this one? 17 uh, Wisdom, I believe. Oh, goodness gracious, that 16 Wisdom. Ooh. Uh, I just want to make sure that's because I'm pretty sure it's a wisdom. I think so, yep, yeah. It is. Okay. A 16, so okay. He's mine. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so, yeah, that would be my action. So. And he has three juicy targets all within about five feet of him. Awesome. Okay. That's. That be my turn, I guess. Alright. Uh, we then move on to them. The Nykeloth is going to go ahead and swing his great axe twice down at the Mesoloths. He's going to stand up. Oh, that's true, yes. He uses half of his movement to stand up. And both of those will make contact. Oh, wait, no. Uh, one of them will not. So one hit of the giant great axe against the Mesoloth. <laughs> and that totally ends the one that was attacking Micah moments ago. All right. I was like, aww. I know. I wanted to do that. Poor, poor Micah. It's okay. There's probably more blood to spill. Okay, the other two uh, that were attacking Hope. That was a 2 and a 14. or a, I, mean, I mean, a 9 and a 14. And these two, another 9. But this one will hit with a 19. Yeah. I can uh, protection one of those. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, let me re-roll that. Yeah, one point less, 18. Okay, uh, that is... Then I'm going to say that was the claw, just because second roll. So that is nine points of slashing damage. And then slap fight with Virgil again. Come at me, bro. 
I rolled a two and a three, so... Oh my gosh! Oh wait, no, plus seven to hit. One more hit. Darn it! (laughs) (laughs) And you take nine points of slashing damage from that. Oddax, it is your turn. Um, let's keep swinging my sword at Mezoloths. Alright. So I'll have to shift around probably to get to the ones that are behind yeah, you guys are all kind of in the same 10-foot square-ish type area. But yeah, you're able to shift around, and since the Nykaloth is under Virgil's control, he doesn't take an opportunity attack. All right, we're going, we're going full-on rage mode. All right. The Barbarian in you would be proud. <laughs> he would be, especially if this is a 21 to hit. Yes. Uh, we'll re-roll that, because I can keep it if I don't um, we're gonna go back and that's a four and a two. We'll reroll the two. <laughs> five plus five is ten plus or ten plus ten is twenty damage to the Mesoloth. Alright. Second attack. We'll also hit. Alright. And re-roll that. 24 points of slashing damage to that same Mesoloth. Okay, again or total? Again. Oh, wow. Okay. How much? 26? 24 on the second. 24. <clears throat> Almost enough to bring that one down. That's why I had to ask, is there's just a couple of points difference here to take it down. So, yes, it is almost uh, completely split in twain. We then move on to Nala. More band-aids for moon bones. <laughs> That's six points. Excellent. I'm gonna put some 31HP. Alright. I like to think these band-aids are black with little, like, skulls and crossbones on them. Yeah. I thought they were Hello Kitty. <laughs> oh my god, yes, they would be Hello Kitty for you, yes. Okay, uh, Moonbones, it is your turn. Okay, uh, Virgil, if I run behind this Nykaloth, will it attack me with your crowd of madness up? No, it will not. It is totally under his control as long as there's somebody within five feet of him. Okay. Sweet. Uh, then I would like to, uh, you watch Moonbones disappear behind him and I am going to try and get a 20 foot run up on one of the Mesolov. Yeah, uh, you can either, you can get it from where you're standing on the one that's attacking Virgil, or if you take a few steps back, you can get it on one with, uh, attacking Hulk. Uh, I will do the first one to the one that's attacking Nala. Okay. I will rush towards him and shield bash him. Alright. That 24 to hit? Very much so. Alright, I'll use my charging bulwark. He needs to make a strength saving throw. Uh, that was a fairly high uh, 18. Alright, he succeeds. Oh. Uh, but he still takes 13 points of radiant damage. Alright. And then I will attack the one in front of Onax. Okay. That's <laughs> a six, 16 to hit. Not quite enough, no. Then I will shove him as a bonus action. Alright. That was a 15. Nah, a 10. Alright. There's enough arms and weapons and limbs in the way that it's really hard to get a square hit and shove on any of them, as this is all kind of one big pile of undead and demons and people bodies all attacking. Alright, Matthias, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to use my action to maintain concentration on Crown of Madness. Okay. And I guess that's my turn. All right. On to the enemies. One of the Mezalos still standing has Dispel Magic available. 
And he casts Dispel Magic on your Crown of Madness for the Nykaloth. What level did you cast it at? It's a second level spell. Second level, so it immediately ends. And the Nykaloth regains control of his faculties. The Nykaloth then turns around and charges back towards... I'm going to go uh, one, two, three, you guys again. Uh, four, so one, two was Micah. Three, four, charges towards Hope. The Nykaloth then... Yeah, just disadvantage on the first one. That very well saved you, because uh, that is then only a 12. The second great axe... Oh my god, I critted. Oh. Okay. Oh. No, this is okay. Okay. I think. 25 points of damage for that great axe swing. 25? I still stand it, all right. Okay, and the two Mezzalods. Uh, the one continues the slap fight with uh, Virgil. Two hits. Uh, that is nine points. And, oh, well, now, since it's concentration on this one, I better actually roll for him, just to be fair. Um, so that's uh, seven plus four, so that is 11 points of damage. For what? Okay. Oh, no, never mind. Crown of Magic Ascended. Yep. Okay, so uh, that's 11 points of damage from the one, and nine points of damage for the other. Uh, the well, the two remaining, oh, no, the one remaining Mesolop that has not yet attacked is going to go ahead and attack Moondomes. I critted on that one. All right. This um, Bob, Bob, can you do me a favor? Yes. Put that, put, put that, put that D twenty away. Yeah, I know, right? It was a different D twenty than the last crit. Can I use that one? <laughs> yes. Uh, the other one rolled a two, so you get a crit from the trident, but you it missed with the other one. So that is. Yeah, I still rolled not great. Ten points of damage from the trident. All right. Okay, Audax, it is your turn. I commenced with the stabs. Okay. <laughs> um. So against the the one that I've been wailing on, we're just going to do a standard regular attack because he looks so hurt. Yes, he does. Single digits. Hits. He's dead. Twenty-two to hit. Yes, you slice through him, and I'm assuming into the next one. Yep. So we're gonna use our uh, great weapon master bonus action to attack the one. Just next in line. All right. And we're you can also hit the Nykaloth if you wanted, whichever. They're all kind of within five feet. I'm going to try to whittle down numbers first. All right. Remember, I'm a soldier. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and take that, that minus five. Because it wouldn't have mattered anyway. <laughs> okay. And then extra attack <laughs> with the minus five. Is going to be a not enough because that would be a twenty-three minus five is eighteen. All right. Uh, Wait, that, that's an eighteen oh, hit. Eighteen hits, yes, exactly. Sorry. And we're just gonna go ahead and burn our last, <laughs> our last fury enhanced strike. This one may take it down as well because you've been rolling high numbers. Uh, not to jinx it. Because I can. Savage Attacker will let me re. We'll keep this roll because I can reroll that too. So that's going to be 12, 17, 27 points of slashing damage, plus 7, 8, 9, 10 points of force damage. 37 total then. I mean, you do these numbers because it's going to be close. That is one point more than you needed to cleave <laughs> through this mezzalot. Filthy slime! 
<laughs> All right, there is a single Metaloth engaged in a slap fight with the vampire, <laughs> and a Nykaloth that just <laughs> sliced at the healer. But, uh, let's see, Nala, it is your turn. <laughs> I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on myself. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Okay, <laughs> I rolled really bad on that. And that's all I can do. <laughs> okay. Moonbobs, it is your turn. Okay, I will attempt a shove on the Nycolon. Alright. That's an 18 plus 6, or plus 5. Uh, I've got a 20 hit, not a natural Okay. Um, my next one, I'll just make an attack against him. That is a 19 to hit. Yes, that will hit. He takes 8 points of radiant damage, and as a bonus action, I will heal Nala. That is 8 points of healing. Thank you. <laughs> Alright. Matthias. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to cast uh, Chaos Bolt at the Mezaloth in front of me. Uh, I'm just imagining like this super super epic battle between the three of them and all the others, and I'm just sitting here just slapping the other one off in the distance. So I'm going to cast uh, Chaos Bolt. That is an... Ooh, thank goodness, an 18 to hit. 18, yes, exactly. Thank goodness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with... Psychic damage. Awesome. So that is 10 points of psychic damage. All right, he is now below bloodied. Ooh. Okay, we then uh, move on to the enemies. The Nykaloth has had enough of this getting hit crap and cast Mirror Image on himself. So there are now four Nykaloths that have split off from the main while you're slapping away. And the slap... Oh, yes. Question. Would dispelling one of the mirror images count as reducing an enemy to zero hit points for the sake of Great Weapon Master? I, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and allow it, because I like that. I like that uh, idea. So we will go ahead and say that that would count. All right. Um, Virgil, the slap fight continues. Ah, stop it. Oh, my God. I rolled a crit. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. Chance to use double slap. <laughs> I know. All right, and that was the second one, so that is on the claw this time. And the, the trident only rolled a... Oh, wait, you have a really low AC. Trident rolled an 11. So, Darn it. I have yeah. a 10. <laughs> I only have to roll a 4 to get that, so that's not saying a whole lot. All right, so for the first one, that's um, 5 plus 4 is 9 plus another 4 is 13 slashing for the claw. And then for the trident... Um, that is eight points for the trident. Okay, uh, and then the Nykaloth is going to go ahead... Oh, no, he already cast Mirror Image, so we then move on to Audax. All right, I'm going to shift over and uh, start taking swings at these random Nykaloths that are standing around. All right. Will a 25 hit? <laughs> no. Uh, yes, it will. And you hit one of the clones. Just to be safe, that is... Eight. 13 points of slashing damage, so then my uh, bonus attack off of Great Weapon Master for that one. Nat 20. Nice. Alright. Once again, you cleave another mirror image. I hate wasting crits on mirror images. <laughs> hey, then, that's two of them. You're yep. down to a single copy and now. An extra attack is only a 16. The last of his clones is completely destroyed. Nice. Nala, it is your turn again. So, what's an update on how everyone's looking? 
Yeah. I'm okay. I'm starting to hurt a little bit, but the slap fights a dead man. Are you still pretty low? Uh, I'm in a quarter HP. Um, that should be fun. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about a third HP. But you guys are fighting harder things than I am. I'm just slapping this mezzle off. <laughs> the all your honor. I was like, do you want some help over there? Nonsense. All right. I must defend my family's honor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Imagine you've taken your glove off and it is like slapping him across the face. <laughs> I need one of you to hand me a plate gauntlet so I can slap this dude with it. Uh, yes. Don't wear heavy armor. <laughs> Moonbones, you have death ward on you once again. Thank you. Alright, that's it for me. Alright, uh, we then move on to Moonbones. Alright, uh, Bob, if I'm correct, there are only two left in the room. Correct. The slap fight and the Nykalog. Okay. Uh, I will attempt again to shove this Nykalog. Alright. Uh, uh, 20 on my part. Okay, yeah, and he only rolled a 5 plus 5, so that's 10. Alright, he is not prone, and I'm going to jump all over him and make an attack. Alright. <laughs> that is uh, 18. Yes, that will hit. Okay, that is 13 points of radiant damage. <laughs> not And... I will heal myself. That's the bonus section. Eight points. Alright. We then move on to Matthias. I must continue the slap fight. <laughs> Your family's honor is at stake. That is well, a, that's a two and a twenty. You critted on a slap. Darn right I did. Your ring, your signet ring, really dug into the side of his face there. It's <laughs> 14 points of slappy damage. Okay. And the other one was a 11, so I don't think I hit it. No, that one does not hit. But still, that 11 was a significant amount of slap damage. Alright, the Mezaloth is going to slap once again, or twice again, whatever. He went well with a trident and a claw, respectively. Both will obviously hit. Uh, Virgil, that is... Let's see, uh, eight points of damage uh, from the slap, and nine points of damage from the trident. Okay. The Nykaloth uh, stands up, obviously, and he is going to turn invisible. He's gone. Counter spell. Oh, man. Okay, uh, what level is invisibility? I don't know. It is like, at, like at best a third level. Second level, I think. I think so, yeah. Because Greater is fourth. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of Gator. You're a great Gator. thinking of Greater <laughs> Invisibility. Because I know I don't have anything more than a third level spell, and I actually have that under my... Yes. All right. Uh, we then move on to Audax. Yeah, we're just going to go to town on this Nykaloth. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to... We're, we're, we're going to go ham on him again. <laughs> Everybody's forgetting about the slap fight in the back. It's <laughs> not even a serious fight. I'm countering spells, I'm I, charming creatures, I'm just slapping this dude. I asked my lord if he wanted help, he said no. <laughs> there we go. No. First attack will not hit. Extra attack. A crit yeah. makes up for it. Okay. okay, rolling double damage. Four, eleven, seventeen, 
18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 32 points of slashing damage. Goodness gracious. And because I crit, I get my bonus attack from Great Weapon Master. Okay. And does it have to be a separate target, though? No. Okay. I do not hit. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. We then move on to Nala. Oh, goodness. That is... I could probably start using some help with that. Well, at least help. <laughs> I don't want help kill this thing. I want to do it. Virgil, your family's house, uh, is, uh, your family's honor is at stake. Receive no aid. Uh, <laughs> that pit point only lasts so long, man. <laughs> I'm going to go over to you then, Matthias. You, take, you would take an opportunity attack from the Nyklaw. It would be a disadvantage, I think, because of Moonbones. I'll do it. Okay. That will hit. Alright, you take 17 points of slashing damage. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, I'm barely there, but I'm there. You have 11 points of health. 11 more? Yay for helping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have 8 points left. Was that, okay, did I read that number right? You need okay. to heal yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the moon bones. Okay, um thing that Nala was going to go over there and help, I was going to toss my arm over to Matthias as an action, but um, <laughs> I'm going to once again shove the knuckle off and attempt to knock him prone. And that was a 16 plus 5. Oh, he just succeeds. I got a 20. Okay. Alright, then I will uh, use my rest of my attack action to attack him. That's a full... 27 to hit. Very much, yes. <clears throat> he takes 9 points of radiant damage, and then I will... Uh, I take it Nala is still within 30 feet of me. Yeah, she would be. Okay. You heal 7 points of healing. Thank you. I'm in double digits. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Matthias, it is your turn. Okay, how's the Mesoloth looking that I've been slapping around this whole time? He's got less than 20. <laughs> I can do this. Okay. Slappy slaps. <laughs> That's an 18 to hit. Yes, that will hit exactly. And a 17 to hit. Wait, no. does 17 hit? No, 17 does not. But an 18 hits. I will use my harmonious aura, which I can use three times per long test, for a long rest, to make a roll go up or down by one to make it even. There you go. I've been waiting to do this wait, this entire Wait, my thing. roll has to be... Is, Your roll is now 18. Okay, not after modifiers. I thought it was, does it have to be on the dice or on the... E either way, what was oh. it before? I rolled an 8 on the die. I have a plus oh. 9. Yep, we'll look it up real quick. But no, it doesn't work. I thought you got a 17 on the roll. Oh, okay. No. Darn, I've been waiting all still. this entire okay. time. Like, Darn every it. session I haven't okay. used so it Okay, so that's yet. still one that hit, so that's... Six points of damage! Alright, it is still standing. But not by a whole lot. It is now uh, just over 10 points left. Alright, it is now on to the Mesoloth and the Nykaloth's turn. <laughs> the Mesoloth slaps twice. Yet again, both will hit. Big surprise. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, that is uh, 9 points from slapping. And... Oh, I rolled max on the trident. 10 points from the trident. Okay. And the Nykaloth is going to just turn around and... Actually, you know what? He's going to cast Invisibility again. Add a Counterspell, Virgil. 
how's, how's he looking? The, the... He's not doing great. <laughs> well, I'm going to counterspell again. Okay. He is back to where he was. All right, Onyx, it is your turn. Um, We need sec- to rest after this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Second verse, same as the first. Okay. Taking that minus five. Um, I should not have done that. First attack will miss. Okay. Yeah, it's 10, 19, 14. Second attack will also miss. All right, we move on to Nala. So how's the Nikoloth looking? He's not looking great, but he's still kicking. He's blo- he's bloody. You're, you guys have got him past that point. No, I won't do it. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm about where I was when you healed me. <laughs> um... How are you doing? Let's put that. Let's make that. One. I think I have more health than you, so I think you should be the one who heals yourself. Because I, I do have a way to heal myself. I'm just refusing to do it. I want to slap this dude to death. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to just sit and watch for like three rounds while this slap fight continues. Yeah. I put a bandaid on myself. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, Moonbones! Hmm, am I better suited to healing, do you, do you think, guys? Or should I... I can attempt a branding smite on this knife off and stop him from becoming invisible if he does it again. Just get them gone. I, I think I got this. Okay, I will cast second level branding smite. All right. Moving my um, aura of vitality, and I will attempt two attacks against the knife off. First one doesn't hit at a 15, I assume. Yes, does not hit. And the second one is a natural 20. So how do we do criticals? Uh, roll two, uh, and then add modifiers. 2d10 and 46. Yes. 10. All right, so that one attack does 26 points of radiant damage. So very close. <laughs> okay. Anything else is... Oh, no, you use your bonus action for the smite, correct? And... Yes. Okay, is there a saving throw with that? Uh, no, he just think... begins shedding in light and five foot radius and cannot become invisible. Okay, all right. We then move on to Matthias. Finish him! That's a 22 to hit? Yes! Six points of damage. All right, very, very close. Single digits. Second attack. Darn it, that's a 15. Ah, so close! On to the <laughs> battle of ultimate destiny! The Mezzaloth swipes at you twice. Okay, Micah, I rolled two crits. Check this out. Confirm. Confirm my crits. I don't want to, but I have to. Okay. It happened. Okay, Virgil. Okay, that is 12 points of damage from the one. Wait, I will use my counterbalance that's only six for you, and then I have to heal someone else, and so I will heal Moonbones with the other six. Okay, and then that is, I rolled both fours on that. Um, uh, 17 points of damage from that. <laughs> oh, my love, my life. Okay, the Nikoloth is going to turn and swing at Moonbones, getting pissed off with this. And both will, one will hit with a 23. The other one will miss. 
Oh my gosh, I rolled a one and a two. So that is uh, eight points of slashing damage. We then uh, move on to Onyx. How bad is my foe? I can't have much. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yes, uh, that is eight points total. How, how bad does does my foe appear to be? The Nykloth, I kid you not, if you hit, he is dead. Anybody that makes a single hit will kill him. I, I, I may... How far away is he from me? Uh, he would be about 20 feet. Alright, so so I, this will be my only attack. Uh, for, 20, for 14 points of slashing damage. Yes, you split the Nykloth from throat to belly and he falls to the ground dead. Crows take you, you beast! <laughs> Nala, it is your turn. Do you steal Virgil's honor of his family by finishing it, or what do you do? I am thinking about it, because... Yeah, well, I'm just going to steal it, because this is taking Are me you? a long <laughs> Um... No! I want to con save. <laughs> 18! God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I Virgil, your honor is intact. Yes. <laughs> Moonbombs, it is your turn. Darn it. I, Why do I try I to I run over towards Matthias. I rip my arm off as a bonus action, and I kneel down next to him and present him my arm. <laughs> my arm. Matthias, it is your turn. Normally, you would have to use an action to equip the arm, but I, I'll let you do it. How much damage does the arm do? <laughs> 1d6. Oh, I do 1d6 plus 5 with my normal hand, so uh, I will take it graciously, and thank you, my friend. He has four, four whole health points left. First attack. Nat 20! Yay! <laughs> I just want to backhand this thing. You use the extra hand, to, or you use the hand of your ally and whip it across the face of this Mezzaloth with enough force to snap its demon neck as it falls to the ground. <laughs> And I hand it back. Yes, you hand it back. Your family's honor is still intact. Well done, my lord. Thank you. That was a tough one. How did you guys fare? I thought just look around and be like, we did all right. That was amazing. Okay, as everybody who has ever played this or has access to the book would know, there were a bunch of magically chained tomes that would cast counterspell on any spell that was cast within the room. It was very evident within the first couple of rounds that this was going to be too hard of a fight, so rather than remove one of the enemies, I just got rid of that effect in order to balance that. Uh, so I'm going to start running everything as an average party from this point forward, because that strong party was just... That was a little bit too much, I think. That could have gone very wrong if it wasn't for all the crits. All right. <clears throat> so... I suggest a long rest. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'm already on the ground napping. I don't even care. I'm already asleep. Okay, yes, you are in a cat nap on the ground. So they just picture just out of nowhere random beam of sunlight from cracking a roof that she just curls up in. Yeah, pretty much, yes. Dude, you suck at fist fights. <laughs> 
I held my fight. own for a long time. It wasn't a fist fight. It was a gentlemanly duel of honor. <laughs> that the opponent used a trident in? Yeah. And he cheated. Details. <laughs> oh, much healing. Even, <laughs> even when he used a weapon, it was a fist. You know what the sad part was? Is every one of my turns, I got six temporary hit points. <laughs> Every round I did, that and I'm is, down to three normal hit points. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, we will go ahead and in for now. I know, a little bit disappointing, but that one battle with all those demons was more than enough to... It was worth it. It was worth yes, it. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, that slap fight. End on a high note. All right, so... You guys would have received the Scroll of Protection, obviously, and then uh, 1,500 gold pieces from those books as well as five spell books. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, set their value at 500 each. So that's um, 4,000 gold pieces worth of stuff. So that's 15 plus... 15 plus 2,500 is 4,000. Yeah. Okay, so a total of 4,000? Total of 4,000, so each get 1,000 gold pieces, basically. All right, so that's it for this week. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week.